back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Welcome out to the log room. It is Wednesday. January 6th, 2021. We finally got ourselves out of 2020. Jersey Johnny coming at you with me as always are Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnuts. Say hello, guys. Hello. Harry's muted. Harry's muted. There he goes. Say hello, guys. Hello. Oh, there sorry. He is. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. <clears throat> happy, hello, happy New guys. Year. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, happy new year. Yeah, happy remember the, the the old wish of 2021 could not be as bad as 2020. Well, we're trying our we're trying our darndest. We're so trying far. really hard this first week, aren't we? Yeah, I think both those years each have a hand on the beer. I'll hold it. No, I will hold it. I'll no, it's hold mine. It. It's mine. No, it's mine. And I and I just realized I I miswrote like six checks today. He put 2020 on him. Yeah. It? That's great. Yeah. Be payable for another oh, oh, I forgot to sign it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry you can't deposit that check. It's a year old. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's right. We don't. Send we it, don't. We don't honor checks that are longer, older than 180 days. So. Send it. Send it back, and, and then I'll cut you another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? So by the time you catch up to me, I'll be in Venezuela. Venezuela, or someplace like that. Who's that guy? Venezuela. Is it? Not sure. Anyway. So, uh, how was the weekend? How was uh, New Year's Eve celebrations or any of that stuff? I know how the weekend was. It was Football great. Was it? Uh, it was relaxing. Stayed home. Um, I don't think I actually marked the stroke of midnight. You were sleeping? No, I kind of came and went, and I was—I think I was playing a video game. And really, <laughs> I think someone from the other room went, "Happy New Year!" And I went, "Happy New Year!" And that was it. There you go. I, 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 there was no, you know, snappers or snappers uh, or poppers or noise sparklers or, or anything like or, that. Yeah, no, just kind of like, all right. Do you, there, nor- do you normally have snappers? Is there, the is there well, any snapper on the weekend? <laughs> yes. So, so hey, you no you can, if you can ring in the new year with some snapper, then that's yeah, you're doing nice, all right. Nice it's always a good red, thing. Nice and red. Nice and red. Had to go there. Little red snapper. Too much. Too much. No, no, it's not. We just lost the three people that were watching. No, no. So, but in any event, all right. Well, that's good. Yeah, mine was a little quiet too. And um, you uh, you waited a couple hours after we celebrated New Year's, right? Didn't you, Harry? Uh, I celebrated it uh, on on the (laughs) thirtieth. Did you? Yeah. To get it just to kind of push it along. Just get it over with. What the hell? Get it over with. Why not? Yeah. So well. We got a lot to talk about, uh, a lot to talk about today. Um, before we get to any specific games or anything like that, why don't we discuss a little bit, just a little bit, about this uh, ongoing debate and debacle about what happened on Sunday night for the last regular season game of the season. What happened? Um, um, a, me- a mediocre team barely beat another mediocre team. Yeah. Yeah, and and the only reason that and the only reason that mediocre team barely beat that other mediocre team was because that other mediocre team didn't want to win, and then and then another mediocre team decided not to beat another mediocre team. 
And none uh, of them should have been in the playoffs at all. And none of them should have been in the playoffs at all. That was the problem. Not yeah, one of them. And that's the probably only, the number one problem. And ironically, the only one causing all of the debate and, and, and debacles uh, over that day and those games is the only one that was out of the playoff picture of all four teams. Look, you can only rely on Philadelphia so often. And, right. you know, they came through in November. I don't expect them to, to, to come through twice in one year. Imagine that. I mean, come on. Uh, well, I mean, this guy is, is to blame a little bit. Um, and, he, and by doing that, he might have landed Devonta Smith if he's if he's still coaching, which should be. But I mean, he, he that is the same guy with the stupid visor who won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, but he won a stupid okay. Super Bowl with you know. Uh, there was a couple other coaches on the staff and a different quarterback. Had the Giants been <laughs> so. able to beat just one more team with a winning record all year, or beat another NFC East team that the one more time, they would have had their they would have been controlling their own destiny. Absolutely, I and and you know, me, none of those teams deserve to be in the playoffs. None of them do, and and the, and the fact that Tampa Bay has to travel to Washington to play that garbage team in the playoffs is a disgrace to the NFL. I I I, I do agree with you. And this has a lot less for me. Uh, and I don't know if anybody is out there, if anybody uh, read the article I put up on, on the Log Room website on Monday. Um, this has a lot less to do with the Giants not making the playoffs because, let's face it, none, none of these teams are getting past the Bucks next week. But um, you know, We don't know that. We don't, but I, I doubt it. But in any event, um, it, it has a lot more to do with uh, the fact that, you know what, if you're going to tank, there's ways to tank and there's ways to do it. That was just utterly disgraceful for a Sunday night game. It's almost like he forgot that he was going to lose. He was like, "We have, we, we might actually win." Hold on, well, yeah. whoa, hold on, he just Rosie. Put the brakes on. He was like, "Oh my God, we were actually playing well with everybody that I sat in the beginning of the game that were healthy scratches. Uh, they were uh, that we might actually have a chance to win this game. I better do something else right now. Okay, we're going to go for it on fourth and four. Uh, at the goal line, and I know we're not going to get it because I'm going to call a horrible play and not kick the field goal to tie the game. And then I'm going to put in one of the guys that works in our concession stand to play quarterback for the rest of the game. Well, to be fair, he would be challenging for the Giants' starting quarterback job if he was on the Giants. But <laughs> look, did he really? I mean, the fact that there were healthy scratches, the execution of that fourth down play was to blame, not the call. I mean, I still would have kicked the field goal there. Tie the damn game. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I would take some exception to the call just because you're, you're sort of like giving up half of the field. You know, right. by, Absolutely. By, by rolling out, you're, you're narrowing your, your but, area of opportunity. But, but, but had, that, had, the, had the pass been completed and they either got a first down or scored a touchdown on that play, you would have been saying, that was a gutsy call. And, uh, you know. Right. Right. Well, Yes and no. I, I still would. I mean, the the chance, the 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 possibility of them not being able to make that touchdown was greater than than, than being able to make it. So well, they decided to get a first down. They decided to get a first down. No, they were on the goal line. It was fourth and goal. True. It was fourth right. and four. It was fourth and four on the four. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, that, let's let, let's let's uh, get a couple of stipulations out of the way here. We'll do a consensus here. Uh, number one, do we think that the Eagles set out from the beginning to lose this game for whatever reason. And I'm going to pose an alternative reason uh, why Doug Peterson did what he did. Uh, do, do we believe that that is the case? 
I'm going to say yes because of all the healthy scratches. Okay. <laughs> Harry? Uh, all the old healthy scratches. Well, I mean, when Fletcher Cox. Fletcher is Cox. Why is isn't your best defensive really player playing in the game? No, no, I agree with you. I was just laughing at the freeze healthy, healthy scratch. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we th- so we think I, that I, they- I, I agree. I think I think I think that they were walking a fine line. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I would I would agree with that. Now, here's the next question: Did that order come from above? Well, God God is an Eagles fan. We all know that. Did the, the ownership or whoever or somewhere in the chain higher than Doug Peterson go to him and say, hey, probably we'd rather not win this game. It, might not, been, I mean. it might not have been that direct, but they could not. You know, it's very I, I don't think you have to say anything to realize that the sixth pick is a lot better than the seventh, eighth, ninth or tenth. pick. OK, well, let, let me let me rephrase it a little different way. Uh, let me ask this: Was Doug Peterson's job on the line before all this happened? I don't think so. Let's say I don't. The- I, don't I don't think so. Okay, so he was. He was. And, and I don't think it is on the line. Well, no, that's my point. I that because I was wondering if it was on the line. Maybe somebody kind of hinted that eh, you, you're probably going to have your job next year. Yes, yeah, so we'd rather not win this game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Again, maybe not that direct. I I thought all along that if he was to lose his job. Uh, he, they either made him out to be the scapegoat or because they wanted to get rid of him and they didn't want to actually uh, do it without a reason um, or more or needed more of a reason, if you will, or uh, or they didn't know or, you know, uh, Laurie and, and the GM and, and whoever else there in, in, in Philadelphia didn't know that he was doing it and they got pissed off at him. But if right, he was right. if he was but, keeping his job, they were they were in on it. They right. But if, right. If there's no order from on high. Right. 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 And. Uh, and there's no assurance from ownership that you're safe. Don't worry about it. Right. Then why, in God's name, would he ever do this? Not for three picks. No, that doesn't make sense. I think there has to be some combination of those things going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. I don't think all of a sudden it came to the fourth quarter and he he decided just out of nowhere to do this. I, I don't right. think. Okay, I, I think we're all in agreement on that. All right. So, and in his defense, Hertz wasn't playing very well. No, he wasn't, but he, he gave them much score, better chance than he did than score both the touchdowns did. that they had sure. scored up to that point. Now, here's the you know, obviously the theory is well, you know, this, and, and all the brouhaha, and it's such a disgrace. You're doing this to move from nine to six, which you know could be a very good move given the Eagles' needs and all that. Here's the alternative theory that I heard someone say. It's not me, um, but I think it's at least as plausible, and it goes a little. It has to do with, believe it or not, Carson Wentz. Go ahead. And the theory is the Eagles want Carson Wentz to be their franchise quarterback. They have not given up on him. They signed him to a big-ass extension, which starts next year. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're going to get rid of him without eating a ton of money. Yeah. And we have seen, and you could say this about virtually any quarterback, but he can be extremely good when he has talent around him, right. which he certainly did not have this year. So the theory is maybe it wasn't so much we we don't want to win this game. We don't want Hurts looking like we here. don't want Hurts to win the game because if Hurts takes them back and they win, then he is the de facto. And then starter. you got the Nick Foles effect all over again, right? Well, then he's the de facto starter. And if the Eagles then try and reinsert Carson Wentz, it's going to be controversy that they create. 
if Hertz does not win the game, then it's just the normal amount of controversy, and right. they can kind of go into the season and say, "Oh, it's an open competition." Even and they can, either that, or they can put Hertz back in the in the same uh, uh, Taysom Hill role that uh, the Saints right. have. So this is the alternative theory. It really wasn't about the picks. That's kind of gravy, right? You know, moving from nine to six. But the real reason was we don't want Jalen Hurts to look too good, right? And I think it's a pretty plausible theory. Yeah. The guy who said it was Steve Young. Okay. The Steve Young or just some the guy? Steve Young? Yeah, oh, okay. it was on the Michael K. Show. It was on Monday, okay. and he said they 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 have a lot of money and time invested in, in Carson Wentz, and they're they're not willing to give up on him. But you know, you can't. It's, it's, it's hard to go against public opinion. If, a lot of football yeah. teams in the Northeast. Sticking with some quarterbacks that maybe they shouldn't be sticking with. Maybe they this should, but only time will tell. And look, mm-hmm. I mean, has Hertz really done anything? No, it's, that it's makes less, anybody my, say my, he's definitely the future. My point's mm-hmm. less about Hertz and more about I. And look, I said this back when Carson Wentz was being told, you know, talked about as an MVP candidate. I said I think Carson Wentz is an okay quarterback. I don't think he's as good as what everybody's making him out to be, and he has not been that no. since. And he's well, had he's played. With this year, yes, they've been hurt. They have they haven't had the talent that they've had in years past. But he's had last year. They, they certainly had talent around. Yeah, him. yeah. Sure. But look, this year he's he was kind of doing the same things that we were talking about. Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold doing absolutely forcing the ball, trying Fun. to make something happen instead of funny. That I was just mentioning back. that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So uh, ironically I, enough, I, I think it's a very plausible theory. And of course, moving up to six by losing the game. That helps whoever the quarterback. It's gravy is. too, yeah. Well, it's, 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 the same, it's the same reason why I think the Jets are, you know, promoting people coming out and talking about how they shouldn't take Justin Fields with number two, and that Sam Darnold's numbers are better in college, and that right. he's a better long term. Hey, you know, yeah, you're right. They well, don't, let, let, they don't want to look bad in we'll, what they've invested in. We'll talk more about that when we get to Jets, but I definitely have a couple of ideas on that one as well. So we'll 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 talk about that when we get to it, but. <clears throat> specifically speaking of this, there was a couple of things here. Let's put these up on the, let's put a couple of graphics up here. Joe judge uh, went on uh, a Monday and said, <laughs> we will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the New York giants. And what, what is win? <laughs> and break 500, break 500. Exactly. All I will say about this picture is that he just looks like the guy who's yelling at you from a loading dock somewhere. <laughs> that he That'll looks work. like to me, he looks like a high school senior. Yeah. He was a little <laughs> mature for his age, and he just signed his a letter of intent with Hackensack Meridian University. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna go there and play football and study like pharmaceutical engineering or something like that. Yeah. He just he looks like he's about 17 or 18 years old. Yeah. That's the haircut. That's a great, yeah. That's not. Uh, that's that's not helping any. That's good. Yeah. That's a great picture, though. There you go. That's funny. That's an uh, NFL coach. These uh these went up. Yeah, right. These went up on uh, on uh, Sunday. Uh, some tweets from uh, Giants uh, players. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Can someone make it make sense to me what's going on? Yeah, you're hurt and you haven't run the ball all year. <laughs> Golden Tate. I think the Eagles just hate us more than Washington. That's the only <laughs> thing that it could be that could make sense, right? Yeah, that's possible. Right. Darius Slayton, this is sickening. Uh, Eli, Manning, Eli wins. Eli wins. This is why we don't like the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you see Fletcher Cox's response to Eli? I did not see that. What he said. It was bad. We don't like you either. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking so, of. Well, 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 sorry. Go ahead. 
Uh, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. I was just going to say, so um, is this going to have any effect on the growing trend of strategy taking the place of trying to win football games? Because if Tank – look, the NFL's done a great job of promoting themselves, making themselves the number one sport in the country, making themselves a year-round sport, right? There's only a few weeks where we're not talking either the draft or the combine or the you know preseason, you know, pre-COVID oh, sure. and all that. So right. they've done a great job of just being in you know our, our thoughts and minds all the time. But if tanking is going to enter into it now – It hasn't? Who tanked well, this year? Who tanked this year? Well, the, I'm Jets, saying the, these, the Jets didn't no, I'm tank. Saying these, I'm saying these. This an instant like an instance like this. And look, you can go back if you go back to um, sure. But you know the the whole the run the clock down and kick a field goal instead of putting your defense on the field. Right. You can go all the way back to uh, Super Bowl thirty something, um, Green Bay and uh, right. and the Broncos. You know where they let Terrell 30, Davis 32, walk in. Yeah. Walk in, yeah, 32. Thank you. Walk into the end zone and because they wanted more time on the clock. Strategy, yes. Football, no. Right. If this continues, well, that, it may hurt their I mean they're not gonna defer. Or, or Super Bowl Super Bowl forty six. I mean that strategy when, when is not Ahmad really Bradshaw out. tried to stop and then wound up falling into the end zone. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I mean I mean I think there's strategy and then there's purposely not trying to win a game, you know. I mean the strategy that you mentioned with, with the instances of letting somebody score so you get the ball back with more time. I mean, is, isn't that almost the same thing as an intentional walk? I mean, it's, it's not, it's not the same to me as tanking. It's not the same as putting in your unproven third or fourth string quarterback in the fourth quarter when you're three points or four points down because you, you don't want to win a game. I mean, it's, it's a little different. No, I, I agree. But my point is these are instances where, Old school football fans, like, I don't know, some of us maybe, might look at this and go, what the hell is happening to my game, right? They're already talking about how – we're already talking about how defense has been diminished, right? How the role of, years now, yeah. yeah. You know, the role of the running back has been sure. diminished. I mean, the game is going to change somewhat, but if you're, getting, if, if you're getting down to on, uh, a, a handful of instances every season where you go, that's just a shame. Yeah, uh, that could end up hurting the brand. Probably not that much because it, it we're a football crazy country. But, but. it's 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 there's a lot of you know again there's ways to tank and there's ways not to tank. I believe me, I don't think in, in you know uh, removed from Sunday night and the the aggravation of it all. Of course, all Giant fans, right? We're all sitting there. We're 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 all Eagles fans on Sunday night right now. We're we're, we're and and we can win this game. They can win this game. Okay, this is great. The Giants are going to go to the playoffs. Nope, he tanks. Of course, it's all because of us, right? It's all, oh, they hate us. What the hell are they doing? They don't want us to go. Look, I, I, don't think I, 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 I firmly believe that the Giants winning the division had no interest, did not enter uh, Doug Peterson's mind at all. He wasn't even thinking about that. They were thinking about if, yeah. if, he, if he indeed was tanking, he was thinking about the six pick, maybe the, the, the story you, you brought up that Steve Young said uh, about, uh, you know, um, not, not having not, making Jay, not having Jalen Hurts look too sure. good. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, to your to your point, I think the game for me is not as good as it was 10, 15 years ago. And I don't watch it as much as I used to because of that. Right. But it certainly has not hurt the popularity of the NFL. I personally think that what's changed about the NFL is that you know 
there's less and less people who are fixated on one team and following that only fantasy football and the ability of, of, of everybody sort of having every game on their yeah, phone the accessibility has, is- has made it more of a scattershot type of viewing thing. I mean, it's, I watched cool. Dallas and the Giants. I was happy because, oh, it's, it's, it's a national game. And out here in Denver, I can actually watch them without fishing through, you know, an online, you know, some Bulgarian, you know, cable channel that, that I have to get through YouTube. So <laughs> that's great. But no, I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt the popularity of the game because what they want is they want, they want 56 to 48 games. That's right. what they want. Yeah, no, they want right. the wide receiver to, and the quarterback. They, they don't want to grind it out, defensive game. battle, seven to three game anymore. They want, they, they want, yeah, they want. Well, but it doesn't have to be yeah. one or the other. No, but it, but my point being is that it's become more personality driven. There's players don't stay on teams as long as they used to. There's there's not as much loyalty to the game. So if you if you're trying to if you, if we're looking for purity of the game, it's not there. Hey, look. There were a bunch of 50-year-olds sitting around 30 years ago in the 80s talking about how the game's not the same as it yeah, was. Yeah, that's true. All that's these guys, yeah. what the hell is the tight end doing flanking out like a little pansy receiver? It's the you same know? thing with baseball. You know, same every thing. time any change comes around, you know. The now, thing. it is true in basketball because basketball is horrible now compared to what it was in the 90s, but it's as popular as ever. and. Yeah, and, and again, I think people just watch sports a little differently. This is true. Um, well, I listen, guess, I, I want to throw this up really quick. Um, this is this is from NBC Sports in Philadelphia. OK, this is the NBC, the official NBC Sports Philadelphia Twitter. The other night when the Sixers uh, were, were done and they were sitting some people it says, "Uh oh, the Sixers have taken their starters out in the fourth quarter. No one tell the Giants. There's been almost 6000 retweets. Uh, there was a, a, well, it's a funny. thousand replies. It, yeah, it's funny, but it, is it? Don't be you so know? sensitive. Don't I, no, 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 I'm not sensitive. Don't I don't care. I, 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 couldn't, fan. I couldn't care two, two, two bits less about it. You know, uh, but yeah, uh, it's funny. But uh, I don't know. I think I it's know. funny. And look, uh, isn't everybody in Philly a douche? Well, so why shouldn't the guy who runs the Twitter feed for Philadelphia yeah. sports be a douche too? That's not a, that's not yeah. cut off. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, did um, we lose our Philly? Contingency? We lost our Philly contingency. <laughs> this, this coming from a Jets fan. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, who would know better? The highest so it's, it's, quality people. Yeah. It's all about the green. That's what <laughs> we, it is. It's we green. It's, it's not the color. We, it's the but color. We threw batteries at him. Well, I wasn't there that night, so it wasn't yeah. me. No, I, listen. I will say this uh, one thing: as a guy who was raised by, by a man uh, who said and and ingrained in me in the when I was a young lad and learning to love sports, if you like one team from a, a city or a state or a region, you must hate the other teams. Right. I was yeah. not allowed to have any sort of affection for the Bills or the Giants because I was a Jets fan. But I will say this: doing this show with two Giants fans has kind of softened me. And you realize how, how, how much of an idiot we are for being Giants. <laughs> we we're all in kind of in the same boat. Well, okay. uh, I, let, let me put it this way: if this was like fifteen or even maybe let's say twenty years ago, 
I would probably be wearing a Nate Sudfeld. I would have gone out and gotten a Nate Sudfeld jersey. Oh, you definitely would have. Just to put on I, I, for the I, show. I, but I think I have really matured, and I have you guys to thank for that. So. Absolutely. So thank you. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for thanking us. And anytime we can do that, we appreciate it. So why don't we move on to the Giants? I just don't have enough energy to be angry about it. <laughs> yeah. I but realize that when I realized that getting upset over a bunch of 20-year-old millionaire, multi-millionaires, it's just a, it, it, you have to just find the humor in it. Yeah. Well, unless, you're, you're, right. unless you're right. Unless the, your fantasy league title is on the line, right. there's not that much reason or, to get so much even the fantasy league title. It's you, the money you, that comes along or, with or, it. Or, that's or, what I mean. Yeah. If somebody's coming to take your house away from you because you haven't paid your bookie. I mean, that's that's the old school, you know, uh, hey, that's, oh, that's another story. Let's yeah. get mad. Let's get mad at the Eagles because they didn't cover the spread. You know, you know what? I want to mention one other thing related to this. I know we know we've been talking about it for a while now, but uh, I heard somebody, uh, one of the professional radio pundits, uh, they and one of their takes was, listen, if you wanted to uh, and they were talking about Peterson, you know, had to say, oh, I want to get a look at Nate Sudfeld. You know, he had to take the bullet. Right. Couldn't throw management under the bus. Well, the boss has told me we can't have Jalen Hurts look good. He's not going to say that. So what they were saying is if you want to do that, then you announce that Nate Sudfeld is going to start the game or maybe play the first quarter and then. You know, you have him take some reps during the week, and that's a way that you can, you know, sort of. Uh, right, right. It's still a lie, but at least you're covering your. But the, the right, well, like they, I said before, the you know, there's can, ways to tank, and there's ways to right, not. But there's ways can, to do it not so obviously. He doesn't have to go out and so blatantly lie in the press conference afterwards. He sort right. of sets himself up for some plausible deniability. But here's the thing that bothered me about that: what they said, what they said was, you you do that, and then Vegas would adjust their betting lines. And they would be fair. And I thought that's completely off base. Yeah. No one in the NFL should that's some be doing that's some anything, grade A bullshit right there. Anything at all to make sure the Vegas lines are fair. Right. I mean, what they bothers me? No obligation whatsoever. No, no. That, that's, that? that's, I mean, if you would have said that 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, you'd be like, that was Michael know, K. Oh, yeah. Michael Casey. I was on the make. It was the same show that is on Monday with Steve Young. And they were saying, well, you know, because the NFL and betting, it's legal now in places and they have a relationship. And I'm like, that is just a relationship that is rife to screw people over. Okay. And the lines, by the way, that's how Vegas makes their money. Sure. Absolutely. John, you're 56 and 20. If you could bet straight up <laughs> in Vegas and just bet, you know, $1,000 on the game, you'd be up $44,000. Well, no, you'd be up. Thirty-six thousand dollars. Thirty-six thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, if everybody did that, we—that's how they make their money. So the NFL, I thought that was way offline. I was working all day. I wanted to call in from the car and tell them that that is completely. The NFL owes nothing to Vegas to help them get their lines yeah. fair. Now that was a bunch of BS. That was, that's, that's BS. Well, yeah, and even the things people bet on now are just not like old school. You know, it's like well, now yeah, yeah. prop, prop bets, bets and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Just, how many field goals are going to be in the first quarter? Yeah, yeah who's yeah. I, yeah? I remember hanging out with a friend of mine years ago, and there were some guys, and they would bet like like three legs. They would tell you it was, it's the points and. It, at halftime, or it's the point differential, or whatever. And I would okay. go, well, how do you, you know, were like during the game, calling the calling their guy like three times with all these different, you know, sure. and he would be like, oh no, no, that's only three levels deep. What color? Some of the things we bet on. What color socks is the offensive assistant, offensive coordinator? Yeah, it was just outrageous, <laughs> you know. Yeah. If, if, the, if they win by a field goal within the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, 
and they're uh, it, going there, and against the, the wind, you know, then the, the win an extra. In the Super Bowl bucks. last year, there was an over under on the length of the of the length of the Star Spangled Banner yeah, yeah. song. Very. But those <laughs> really? are kind. Of, but those are kind of fun. Uh, may, yeah, but maybe I mean, we just, have a little bit of a gambling problem in this country. I no, think that's where we definitely. Do. The only no. thing that bothers me about Peterson is his damn visor. <laughs> I mean, right there, that's enough for me to hate him. Just for where this thing. Yeah. <laughs> what is the fucking point of a visor? He loves his hair. What Are, do you want? I mean, you're not a. You're not a. You're not a. He's not playing not, golf. I don't. Yeah, know. <laughs> you're not. You're not on the LPGA. I play golf tour. and I don't wear a visor. I wear I, I unless you're a unless you're a female tennis player or you're on the LPGA tour. You should not be wearing a visor. <laughs> you're out in the hot sun. Sometime. He wasn't in the hot sun. I'm. I'm saying if. Yeah. Yeah. Then a visor can be nice. Sometimes it releases a little extra heat. There, you have right. to have hair to cover so you don't get sunburned. But sure. it's it is a little bit cooler than a traditional hat. But you're right. He's not in the sun, and he's no. not golfing. Visor, and I don't think he's on the LPGA tour this year. Visor this year, a couple years ago. The visor. Yeah. If you're wearing the visor, is the fanny pack of the head. Yeah, that's. So if you got a visor and a fanny pack, then you're probably a hipster. You're right. probably wearing mom jeans and and, and the visor is probably made by Jansen. That's right. Mom jeans that are, but but like those th- three quarter length mom jeans too. Right? The, the new mom high jeans. and high. Oh, the clam digger mom jeans. Yeah, the clam no, digger mom jeans. Yeah. All right, so there we go. Right, so, so I just want to mention that. That well, I thought that was pretty outrageous to say that uh, the NFL ought to be helping Vegas get their lines. That's right. crazy. And a couple things about the Giants um, to wrap up their season because they're done now. Um, I mean, they finished. <clears throat> they finished well. You know, uh, if if you can call they, it that, they finished. If you can call it that, finishing. I guess finishing at all is finishing well, right? They're lucky um, they played their division all year. Yeah, yeah. Beating the Cowboys. I mean, well, look, hey, they, you know they what? Took Dak out, right? Didn't Dak get hurt during their first contest? Yeah, Dak. Yeah, they, and, you he, know, he got he got they hurt. Beat, during they first beat game. one team with a winning record. Yeah, but you know what though? I, I you know what? As a Giants fan, you know, I, and and I I say this not to not to bust the chops of any Cowboys fans out there, but as a Giants fan. If if you're going to finish your season in your last game and you're not moving into the playoffs, beating the Cowboys for that last game is always a is, is probably the best thing to do. You know, um, Cowboys Eagles or Redskins, but you know, for for most Giants fans, it's the Cowboys. Um, but you know what? There's like I said, there's plenty of people to point fingers at. I honestly think, and I don't know what you guys weigh in, both of you, but I personally think again, there's plenty of people to point fingers at for them not winning any more games than they did. But personally, I think it's Evan Ingram. Uh, he's he 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 stopped a bunch of his drops, stopped good drives, um, cost games. The Philly game, that catch alone, he catches that ball in the end of the first Philly game. The what, Giants what, are playing. What, the Giants are playing without him. him. What would they be without him? He's he's arguably their best offensive player. He he only he had he had sixty three receptions the whole season for six hundred fifty four yards. If that's their best receiver, they have a lot of work to do. Was he their best receiver? Uh, I, you know what? I have to check, but it's probably going to be close. <laughs> you know, I don't think many. I, Sterling yeah. Shepard might have edged. How many other players on the Giants made the Pro Bowl? One. James Bradbury. Oh, look, if you look how many other offensive players on the Giants made the Pro Bowl, none. Yeah. And, and but let me ask you this: Do you think Evan Ingram belongs in the Pro Bowl? I'm not as hard on him. I, I, look, he's got the dropsies. There's a lot of players in the NFL that have the dropsies. Uh, he. 
I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he's got a little bit of a like most receivers in the in the NFL, a little bit of a head case issue Absolutely. going on. He's definitely got a big upside, but his it, something's going on where he, you know, they 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 gotta like reteach him or something. I don't know. Yeah, take, I don't take know. him back to the drawing board, so to speak. They've got bigger problems than Evan Ingram. Well, yeah, but well, all right. Let me let me ask you guys. The biggest problem with the Giants is to, to be honest with you is their inconsistency, and I, I think their offensive line and defensive line play and. I think Jason Garrett, if you have to rank him and where what he did was a D minus. I just don't think. Uh, how many uh, how many touchdowns did the Giants score this season? Do you guys know offhand? No, uh, I only know because I heard it the other day. If I if I did, then I would yeah. Go ahead. Take a guess. Uh, fourteen. Close. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve That's... touchdowns. I don't, know how many touchdowns the, the I don't know how many the Jets season. had because I don't want to know, but that's pretty terrible. <laughs> Probably more. I think the Jets, Jets might have had, had more, more, actually. Jets might have had more. Jets might have had more. But that's that's uh, pretty bad. And I think that's, you know, you could use that as, as as much of an indictment of Jason Garrett as anything else. You know, the argument because is that it, oh, wasn't, it wasn't like it, they never got into the red zone either. Right? Gano is your MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, how many field goals did he How many points did and he have? That's kind of Giants football. I mean, we're as Giants fans, we're used to, all right. Field goal, great. We're up six three, fantastic. Yeah, but nine three. But you could but also nine, punch six, it in. You can have running backs that could punch. But they it just in. don't have the defense to to consistently this year right. to 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 hold up and win a twelve nine game. Look, the argument is that okay. Look, Garrett's going to get some. There's a lot of head coaching vacancies. He's he's going to be talked to. There's talk of him going to the Chargers. He's yeah. They they the Chargers requested to talk to him. He's getting you know, an interview with the Chargers. And and I don't know who's better at that. I mean, I don't, maybe maybe there aren't a lot of better options. But and the argument is well, then Daniel Jones. Look, if you're if you're a professional football player. You, you, I, Aaron Rodgers did okay with the new offensive coordinator. Right. I, uh, I, yeah, I read, uh, I read some today actually. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember because I didn't, I didn't bookmark it, but uh, it was something like uh, Jason Garrett deserves the job for the Chargers, and here's a couple of reasons why. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, uh, he was the offensive coordinator of the be- of the. Uh, uh, he coached the best team uh, to uh, to a uh, the better record. Of both teams that play in MetLife Stadium, <clears throat> and that's a bonus because the Chargers play with another team in SoFi Stadium out in LA. Um, he's never lost a Super Bowl. He's never <laughs> lost a championship game. Neither have I. <laughs> right. Um, he's won two Super Bowls as a backup quarterback, uh, uh, which well, he's been to three, uh, I believe, but won two as a backup quarterback, but. Anyway, so it was it was it was like that. It was it was satire, but he's not the, uh, he's not the worst option for a head coach. I think if you, if you, if you are a team looking for a head coach, I think it, more so than than getting Trevor Lawrence, I think is getting Eric Bieniemy. I just think he's he, he's gonna have he's gonna have every team talking to him. Right. I think he's probably gonna leave. Well, there's a lot of candidates, and uh, and why would why would you not? I mean, Jacksonville sounds great, but why would you not want to go to San Diego with Herbert? Hey well, yeah. Herbert, Herbert, hey bear was a bear was another, uh, yeah, Herbert. I mean, you could make a case for rookie that was Bobby. Of the year for him. Yeah. I mean, I think there's enough, I think there's better pieces in San Diego. Plus you get to live in LA. 
which is, I think, you know, no and, and you don't really. No, I mean, to Jacksonville, but you know. no, but Jacksonville, you've got to rebuild the entire team. Yeah, it's, it's, like going, it's like it's like it's like money. Yeah, yeah, you've got money. You've got what do they have? Eleven picks, I think, in the draft. Yeah, and you probably got the number one pick, but that's a big, big job. That's a huge. And you've job. got to have an owner that is willing hey. to stick with you and give you some time. And it's Florida, which is. I mean, I, Miami, that's different. That's the I mean, I, If I was the head coach candidate, I would be fighting for that Chargers job because I think, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, they have a lot of possibility. Like they, what did they win this year? Five games? I think Four so. games? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. They were, they should have, they could have easily won nine. I mean, they yeah, were there in were a lot of games. Four games that they lost by less than a touchdown or a run. Yeah. By the way, I just want to clarify. Giants had 12 passing touchdowns. Yeah. 12 passing and touchdowns. 13. So they actually had 27 to the Jets, 26. Yeah, but the Jets had uh, 16 passing touchdowns. So yeah. I actually you know, knew what you meant. Uh, Chargers actually won seven games, by the way. Seven they games. There were seven and nine. Okay. There's, there's four other games that they could have won. I mean, you know, they yeah. were. Yeah. Which, which to me makes, uh, <laughs> makes, uh, A. Bear Herbert even more impressive. A. Bear Herbert. Yeah. No, that, that, that's a good team. They have a decent defense. They have a decent defense. Uh, they came on later in the season. They were losing games in the beginning of the season because of the defense. But then against them with the Giants. Um, and then, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, they kind of gelled a little bit. But Herbert's definitely the real deal. Yeah, well, that's it. They have the most important position. Right. Apparently, it looks like a, a good, young starter. And sure. that's, you know. Yeah, other than, other than Josh Allen, I mean, I think he's the, the breakout player of the year. Sure. sure. And he's yeah, a true no. rookie, whereas Allen wasn't. Right. right. A um, couple of things on the Giants. Uh, what you call it? Uh, Gettleman. Uh, he's expected to stay now. Um, of course, he's going to stay. He's going to stay, uh, and pretty much on. Thereby proving he was right. Yeah, and, uh, pretty, pretty much on par because of his uh, choice of judge, because of his uh, uh, pulling in all the free agents he did. Good free agents this year: Brad Berry, Logan Ryan, Graham Gano. Granted, uh, a lot of them came from. You know, uh, he knew them and, and drafted them originally down in uh, in Carolina, but um, still he brought him in. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna get more things. But let me ask you this: um, two questions for both of you. What pieces do you think the Giants need um, going forward? Just specifically, you know, to say, oh, they got to retool the offensive line. Specifically, uh, what what positions do you think they need to focus on early in the draft? Let's give it like that. Obviously, they can stand to improve everywhere, but. Where do they need to focus on early in the draft or free agency, for that matter? Silence. I well, <laughs> the draft is a hard question because well, the draft or free agency, whatever. What, you know, what positions you need to fo- do they need to focus on? I mean, immediately, the first before anything else. One thing I will give the Giants credit for is they're they're always pretty good at picking wide receivers. They they seem to be able to find wide receivers in the draft. I think that I think that you know, yes, they need offensive linemen. Specifically, I'm not sure this I'm not sure they're set at left tackle. And so any team, especially with the right-handed quarterback, right. you need to start with the left, with the, with the left and the right tackle. I think those are the two most important positions on the offensive line. I don't think they have either of those set. I'm sorry. Um, I think they need to get offensive linemen. And the reason why is that your best player hopefully comes back healthy next year and you have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to run the ball. I actually don't think the Giants are all that bad at the wide receiver spot. I think they have some good talent there. We talked about Engram. I think they, the Giants actually have a pretty good 
batch of wide receivers. I think they need. I actually like Darius Slayton. I think he's a good wide receiver. I think he just had a little sophomore slump, sophomore jinx, whatever you want to call it. Um, You know, and and just kind of played into the fact that, okay, well, they had no running game at first inning. It was a little banged up. I think they need to do everything and anything they can to to make sure that for the limited time that they're going to have left with Saquon Barkley, who, let's face it, is kind of injury prone. Uh, that they need to be able to run the ball. And then I think they need an edge rusher. Yeah, well, an edge rusher would be nice too. If Daniel Jones is going to be your quarterback, which apparently right. is. Well, that goes without saying. And Saquon Barkley is going to be your running back. I don't think they're desperate for a receiver. I think you're absolutely right. They need to get some guys in, specifically left tackle, to protect Daniel Jones and to open up some holes for Saquon Barkley because that's going to be a big part of your offense. Right. And I think Thomas made some improvements, but I don't see him as a, as being a stellar left tackle. I think they might want to move him to right tackle or, you know, you think I think that, you think that was a bad, uh, uh, that was a bad first round pick. I, I don't think it's a bad first round pick. I think he's got some potential, but I, I, think, summer, he's got, I think he's got potential too, but um, they passed on Werfs and I, took Thomas right. and Werfs is pretty damn good down in Tampa. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, can you, can you wait long enough? To, you know, can you leave him there and wait to see if his potential right. develops? It, it all depends talent. on what you can get in the draft and what you can get in free agency. Look, I'm not, I'm not giving up on Nate Solder. I, I think that he could come back and could help this offensive line. Right. Now, is he going to be an elite left tackle? Maybe not. But I think, I think he's better than a lot of what the pieces that they have in there right now. With other, uh, with other. Um... Uh, better with better pieces, better pieces. <laughs> better pieces and, and if the Giants can get the running game going, which at times this year they were able to do it, yeah. if they could get the running game going, that is going to help the passing game and it's going to help protect Daniel Jones. Daniel, look, the one thing Jones improved on is that he turned the ball over far less this year than he has in years past. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he didn't drop the ball. He didn't throw a lot of interceptions. He's not going to light up the scoreboard right. and throw. He's not a 320 yards, four touchdowns a game guy, and he never will be. Right. So yeah, you this- have to control the ball and you have to be able to run it. Yeah, uh, offensive line is definitely that. Tyler Maraca writes in, uh, should have gotten McBecton. Jets got a steal. Um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Mackay Becton is definitely, uh, I think, uh, well, I don't know. better than, uh, yeah. than Andrew Jones. I, and Andrew I, th- I, right think, I think the Jets at both tackle positions are, are – I think the Jets' offensive line is actually not that bad, and I think they're young, and they, they have a better future on their offensive line than the Giants do right now on, their, on theirs. I have to agree. I have to agree. Yeah. What would you before we move on to Jets? What would you uh, what would you give the Giants uh, as a grade uh, overall for the for the season? Uh, and and be fair, um, obviously, <laughs> don't don't compare it to where we all wanted them to be. Compare it to where they came from. Well, if five hundred is a C, then they were you know a C minus or a D plus. Okay. How many wins do they have this year? Six. And they had five last year. It's the most wins they've had in four years. They had five wins last year, uh, four wins the year before, three wins the year before that. I mean, look. Yeah, yeah I, I had. So they've I improved had, a win every year. I had more dates this year, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that, I, that you know I'm I'm, I'm going to win any awards. Neither right. one is your best score. <laughs> yeah. um, when you go when you go from none to one, it, 
you know. It's, yeah, it's I mean, good. look, they're continuing to improve, I guess. So I would maybe say, all right, I guess that's because uh, we got a little bit better. But they uh, won one more game and played. They, they had the luxury of playing the worst group division. of teams in maybe the last twenty years in football. Absolutely, I agree with that. I agree with that. I would give them. I, I would give them a D plus, C minus. That's where I would give them based on not based on what they not based on what an A is, but based on where they've been coming from the last few years. That's that's what I'm saying. And in four years, they you know they might just get they might just get a passing grade. There you go. There you go. I, I do think that I do think they have some good, very good. I mean, Martinez is one of the best in the game. I think their secondary is better than it has been. And they're very, really athletic on defense. They just seem to not have their head in the game that sometimes. Well, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're on the field too much. You True. Know? I mean, really. If, they, if, 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 if it was even 50-50, <laughs> I think they'd be a little bit better I off. I don't understand some of their defensive schemes sometimes. It seems like they get caught well, with, could be bad, with bad, bad, bad matchups. Yeah, they, they, maybe, they, they get caught in bad matchups. I agree. Sometimes. I feel like the, the coaching does not put them in a position in the situation to understand the different situations as good as some other teams do, and that could come to, from the fact that you know they they are relatively young on the defensive side of the ball. This is yeah. true. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens next year. Let's move. Uh, let's move on to uh, what do you know next the, year. Let's move on to the Jets. Do we have to? Um, if you want to, if you don't want to. We don't have I don't know. What, what do we say? What do we say well, about the Jets? Well, let's play this right now. Nice. Just want to get in there one more time, you know. That's good stuff. There you go. The question yeah, sixteen, or well, fourteen. Listen, the Jets are terrible. Um, you know, they got a little bit better over the course of the season. They it was this is just well, this is one to forget. You know, they they did not end on a high note by uh, beating what had you know looked like a sort of a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for vulnerable uh, Patriots team. They couldn't sure. take advantage of that, and uh, they got beaten in the end. Uh, listen, I'll. They got a number two pick, and they got to decide what to do with it. And I'm going to defend Sam Darnold. I know a lot of people are down on him, and they want a fresh start and blah, blah, blah. I will just say this. He's had two GMs, Mm -hmm. two head coaches, and one of his head coaches has been amongst the most abysmal head coaches that at least the Jets have ever had, if not the league has ever seen. I mean, we're talking co-tight country here. Yeah, he's, with respect he's, to the, you know, he's definitely in the running with with Rich Kotite. Yeah, I mean that's and that's tough. And he and you know he had in Le'Veon Bell a potential, uh, you know, back who maybe could have uh, helped him out, but the coach never liked him. Uh, you know, Douglas was Gase's pick uh, for GM, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. The whole Jets hierarchy of of how they do things and. You know, uh, the coach talks to the owner, and then the GM talks to the owner, and they well, sort of that's, have equal footing. Chris Johnson said that that's changing now. Yeah, so He's that's changing the structure. So, so and and so maybe maybe they can find the right coach, and I still think Sam Donald uh, has the goods to be a very good quarterback. But you got to give him a good coach. You got to give him some weapons. Right. And look, as far as Justin Fields, everybody's high on Justin Fields, and yeah, he had a great game. And they beat Clemson. Uh, just go back and look at his performance against Northwestern. 
Okay, if you want to look at one game and say he's great, go back and look at Northwestern when the team wasn't great and he wasn't great. Right. So I don't think he's you know destined to be a superstar in this league. What about and I'd that? rather stick he with a whole, guy. He had a whole year last year. It was good. Yeah. He did. He did. There's also Sam Zach Darnold had a, Sam Darnold had some years that he was good too. I'm, I'm not. I'm not ready to give up on him, and I'm not. I think you're going to get more for that number two pick, uh, by either, you know I mean, trading it and and getting filling some other holes that you'll get by taking another quarterback who may or may not, you know. And again, and, uh, you you also have to get the right coach, and you've got to you know all the pieces have to fall into place. And the Jets are not good at having multiple pieces fall, fall into, into place. place yeah. And every season they have multiple pieces that need to fall into place, which is why they perennially. Perennially suck. I'd rather suck with Sam Darnold for a couple years and then start over than start over three years into his tenure. What, what about what about uh, Zach Wilson? I mean, everybody's talking about Justin Fields. As, I don't. I you don't. Know, you know, Trevor know. Lawrence is is you know a guy who's lost three games in his career since high school. Right. You know this. I mean, he he's the real deal. I'm not convinced. Is last yet. Friday night one of them? Yes, it is. That's the second college game he's lost. He lost one other college game and one in high school. Right, because the because you know, the Notre Dame loss earlier in the season, he wasn't playing, so that's not his loss. So no, yeah. now they might have lost anyway, but you know, it's not for him though. So it doesn't. No, yeah. you can't say he lost that game. He wasn't yeah. playing. And well, look, I, it's, I mean, Lawrence is a guy who, as an eighth grader went to camp after eighth grade and beat out the senior who was going to be the starting quarterback on his high school team. Yeah. The, you know, this is a kid who's, you know, if anybody is destined for greatness, it's him. It's but nice. the Jets I, are I, getting him. I think they're both going to be great. And look, I understand if the Jets are, if the Jets are going to stick with Darnold, I don't agree. I think, I think Darnold's overrated. And there's a good argument for that. Right. I, I would not trade the pick. I would take Penny, Penai, however the hell you say his name. So look, he doesn't have a lot. Look, he's going to go with the top three picks, and he doesn't have a lot of games underneath him. But he's a, an amazing athlete. And I think the hardest position to find in the draft are offensive linemen. And if you can get one that a good offensive lineman is going to make Sam Darnold a hell of a lot better than any other players that the Jets are going to be able to get with, with two additional second round or third round picks. I think he got it. I mean, this he's going to go. He's going to go to the Dolphins with three if the Jets don't. Yeah, it, it'll de- it'll depend on what the Jets can get for him, right? Yeah. Or rather, get for that number two pick. Well, I, the 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 rule the, the the thing that everybody's talking about isn't isn't so much you know uh, Sam Darnold's potential anymore at this point. It's the fact that next year is his fourth year, right? So money's coming soon. Yeah, right. they can extend his fifth year option, but then they're out unless they want to pay him. Why why waste that? Why not trade to somebody that might need a quarterback that they think there's something available or, or, or valuable in Sam Darnold, get something back for that, and then take a quarterback with the second pick? Did 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 the San Francisco 49ers say, you know, Joe Montana's great, but we really shouldn't draft Steve Young? Right. I think Justin Fields is actually going to be a good NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. I and and I'll tell you what, if he comes out in the championship game and has anywhere near, he just beat one of, I think one of the best quarterbacks in the last 15 years. And I'm one of those people who also thinks that burrow. Did you see how he beat him too? Yeah, he was, he, a lot of other quarterbacks would have been laying in the locker room. And he was, he he was lacing in some passes that looked, 
I also am not. I also think he was the better Trevor quarterback Lawrence, on the field that day over Trevor Lawrence. And I also think that Trevor Lawrence well, he wasn't playing Trevor Lawrence. He was playing no, defense. I, well, agreed. Under no, defense, he, which was no, out I'm of not saying that because look. he was playing Trevor Lawrence. I and just Trevor think between Lawrence, the two of them, he was better that day. What I was yeah, going to was, say I is agree. that they're, they're, they were both playing excellent defenses, NFL caliber defenses. And Justin Fields looked like the way better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. Now, Lawrence didn't have a bad game, and I'm high on Trevor Lawrence, as you know. I, I will go out and say this, and people got thought I was nuts. I thought Joe Burrow was a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence, and I still do. So I think Lawrence is going to be good, but I don't think he's as much of a sure shot as other people do. Now, obviously, Jacksonville should take him, but Justin Fields will not drop. I, I don't think he'll drop. If he, I think he will go second, and I think you're right. I don't think if the Jets might not be the team taking him, but somebody's going to trade up right. to get that pick. Yeah, if he if he has a good championship game, I don't yeah. think he. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, well let me ask you this. Let's, mediocre. Let me ask you this, Pete. Let me ask you this. Let's be hypothetical here for a second. Um, uh, Justin Fields has an amazing championship game, and Ohio kicks the crap out of Alabama. And and Justin Fields is is the biggest reason, and he has a better game than he did last Friday in the championship game. All right, and then all right, number one, would you take him then? Number two, if Jacksonville then says, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to take Justin Fields, would you then take Trevor Lawrence with pick number two? Would if, you do either of those? If Trevor Lawrence is on the board, then you take him. Okay. Period. Mm-hmm. But the other, if way you're around. gonna, if well, look, I mean, the do the Jets want to be in a position where they're going to kind of start all over potentially? Because right. you don't really, obviously, you don't know what you're going to get with anybody coming out of college. Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah, obviously, it's a crapshoot. But I, I mean, mean look, just, look, look at the Bengals this year. Did they right. start all over again with Joe Burrow? No, well, yeah, I, I, I mean, would, I would say no. That's the first piece that you're going to build your team around. Right. But and the Jets have gonna... a lot of other pieces already. They just didn't have a good coach. I, right. I, so why? But, I mean. And, and maybe the Jets are set on offensive line. So there's – I'm I'm kind of wondering why Devonta Smith is six and why he's behind, you know, Jamar Chase, who, yeah, is good. I don't know. I think Jamar – I think the Jets need a receiver. And so if you could get Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase with that second pick, if you can't trade up to get two or three, this whole idea of trading to get three second rounders, there's a lot of talent in this draft this year. And I, I think that the, I think the Jets should go after. Unless I think the team they should specifically go needs something that's going to go with the second pick. Yeah. Then why, why trade? You know, I'll, unless I'll you're trading, unless you're trading to somebody that has a 28th pick. Because know? I'll tell you, I, well, look, with the a, a team like Atlanta, a team like, and they generally don't need any pieces if they have the 28th pick. So, right, but but any, 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 you can take anyone except for one guy with the second pick. So whatever your most pressing need is, you can fill right. with the best player in the draft with the number two pick. Except for you know, where let's just say Lawrence goes first, right? Yeah. So here's the que- here's my question for the Jets. Is Sam Darnold the reason you were abysmal? Is he the main reason you were abysmal this year? No, Adam Gase is the main. And the answer is no. So then, why take another quarterback? Now, and and look, and is you know again, is Sam Darnold some has been 
retread or somebody who's at the end of his career that you've had for you know eight or nine years? No. He's a young, talented quarterback that everybody was high on and hasn't really had a chance. He's high on Ryan Leaf, too. Well, sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong, right? People were how, – how high was everyone on Vince Young? Well, Vince Young did go to a Super Bowl, didn't he? But he never turned into the superstar that he was in that champ that he appeared yeah. to be in that championship game. Right? No, I get you. Now, so, the expectations let, are set let, too high. But my let, point let is, me, if Arnold's not your biggest problem, right? So if the Jets, if, if the Jets had the number one pick, you wouldn't take Lawrence. If the Jets had the number one pick, you take Lawrence because he's. I think he's a generational player. I you, you think that he's high. that much better than Fields. I think he has a chance to – I think he has a greater chance to be a superstar. I'm it's not – a bigger upside as far as you're concerned? I think so. I think Fields – I think a lot – I think, I think Fields agree. has an opportunity too. I'm just not as high on him. Okay. Yep. Well, let's move on to uh, uh, the other pressing uh, – obviously, or I should say the more pressing uh, need for the <laughs> – No, the more pressing need for the uh, for the Jets right now, and that would be – Who's uh, going to be their oh, coach? Head coach. Yeah. Head coach. Um, obviously the, the name that keeps popping up and the name that is probably the obvious one is Eric Bieniemy. Uh, yeah, is he going to want to go to the Jets though? Is he going to want to go to the Jets? There's other names though. Uh, there's Brian De- uh, Dayball, uh, the Dayball. Bills up Bills offensive coordinator. Um, there's, uh, uh, Don Wink Martindale, the uh, defensive coordinator for the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I can have a guy named Wink be the coach. <laughs> you had Weeb. You can't have Wink. In the Wink Report. <laughs> nah, come on. But uh, well, it's a nickname, you know, whatever. Um, and then the one that keeps getting thrown around and, and always keeps getting resurfaced, uh, which I don't think is honestly going to go anywhere, is, is Harbaugh. <laughs> you know? So where do, where do you see, uh, where do either of you see uh, the Jets heading for that? With, with, with the fact that Chris Johnson has stated that he is going to change the structure and let uh, – and let Joe Douglas uh, take a little bit more of a, uh, you know, command role. Uh, plus, well, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Um, Woody's coming back too. Yeah, yeah, right. So he's going to be that, uh, involved you know, again. Reason number two that they won't do anything, or maybe certainly not everything. Right. Look, if they're going to change the structure and the coach is going to going to answer to the GM, then I don't want Harbaugh. All right. He's he's out. I, I listen. It's I'm not a f- very often a fan of of hiring first time coaches, and the Jets certainly have had a pretty dismal track record. Sure. Um, well, everybody on this the, list that I've reason, seen here. But, but what is the reason that the enemy hasn't been hired? Is it just racism? No. Or is there something? I, I, I think well, it's just I mean, because he loved his job with the Chiefs. He's he's winning. He's you know. Well, he's, and the Chiefs haven't been. It's not like it's not like he's Josh. But no, no, uh, but he's always been, talk- been with the Chiefs. He played for yeah, the Chiefs. It's, that's home of, for him. They've been talking about him as this great coaching prospect for how many years now? Yeah. Three or four years, five years, and he still hasn't gotten hired. So it makes me a little wary, but if we're going to take uh, a newbie, then he's the guy I want. What and again, I don't, I don't know whether he wants to go to Jacksonville. Yeah, it's attractive, and they're going to have Trevor Lawrence, but you got to rebuild that entire – franchise and it's think, jacksonville outside of miami i, I don't think Bien, i don't think Bien, I, I don't think the enemy's going to the jets and and if i was the jets i probably wouldn't go after the enemy because i there's something that tells me he's not the right fit for the jets i i could see him in san diego i can kind of see him in jacksonville to some degree because it'd be less 
It'd be more, way more of, a, I think, a rebuilding job. Right. I think the Jets should go after Staley, who's the Rams' defensive coordinator. Yep. Staley. That's who I think the Jets should go after. But then they got to make sure you bring in somebody to tutor Darnold, because you don't want to be sure. you don't want a defensive guy, right? You know, trying to teach your quarterback. No, you know, you're almost starting from scratch with Sam Darnold, right? Right. Um, there's also a name. Uh, there's also Joe Brady's name floating around too. Um, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Granted, he's only had one year at offensive coordinator this year. On yeah, no rule. thanks. No, nope. but he he came from but he came from LSU. Good for uh, him. Where, and Coach O gave him the gave him the keys. And nope. look look what he did last year with with the offense in LSU. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, and, and Harbaugh would probably not want this, but he'd be a hell of an offensive coordinator for the Jets. He has done he has done really good things. With quarterbacks who yeah, have not necessarily yeah, yeah. lived up to their potential in the early portions of their career, right. and he might he might just be open to it. If you can get, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying, there's not a lot of great veteran options out there where you go, oh yeah, that's definitely gonna, you know, that's who you want to, you know, hire. I. Yeah. Oh, I'm back. I, I, yeah, I mean, the Rams, the Rams defense is impressive, and I think I think that guy is on the cutting edge of how to coach a defense. He's got a Rams, different mentality about it, and I think Har I think Harbaugh would be a good offensive coordinator. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a, I don't I, I don't think he's a great head coach because I think he, it's too much for him sometimes to handle. But I do think that he, he can take mediocre offenses and make them good enough to bring them to Super Bowls and championship games. Because he's he was never playing with a ton of offensive talent. He's gotten the most out of the teams that he's coached on the offensive right. side. You have to admit that about him. Well, and, and he might take the job and say, well, you know, maybe the head coach, the new head coach, flames out in a few years, and then I'm probably in yeah. line for another then, shot at it. You know, not that he's not another his hands or anything, but it's something to consider. Something to think about. Yeah. Or if he is a head coach, that he hires that they. It's 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 on the assumption that he gets somebody who's really, really a good defensive coordinator. And maybe that's a veteran defensive coordinator. I don't know. Are there any of the Phillips men still alive? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe Rex will come back out of uh, broadcasting and come back. To Rex, the Jets was, just... Rex was never good. <laughs> well, maybe he'll... Uh, maybe His he'll, father uh... was good. He was never good. He was yeah. not. What, well, about, they, what about his yeah. brother? What about his brother? Maybe his brother will come up. His brother's okay. Yeah, um, well, right. the, Gi the Giants, the uh, Jets did actually uh, make a move to try and get uh, an interview with Patrick Graham, the Giants defensive coordinator, but the Giants blocked that and they gave him an extension. He's not going anywhere, so they're not going to be able to uh, even. Well, I don't want to stick the Giants and the Jets coaching <laughs> team sabotaging. We're already yeah, the that, red, still the redheaded. I'm sure that's what he would do. He'd get the head coaching job and just screw it up. Yeah, just to sabotage. Offense the Jets would put up the 34 a game. The defense <laughs> would give up 35. We'd still right. lose. Exactly. So, well, there's a lot. There's a lot coming down the pipe for uh, for the Jets, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I think we're all in agreement. I think the enemy would be the best. I think the enemy is the best choice, and I do agree with you that the second best choice would be Brandon Staley. Uh, I, I think uh, that, but you're right. Dayball, the, the, the Bills' offensive coordinator is getting a lot of talk. Dayball, Dayball's not a bad yeah. choice either. So, you know, I mean, there's there's, there's, there's a few names out there. So hopefully they talk to you know as many of these guys as they could possibly can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, hopefully they interview do them not, all, make the right. They decision. do not make a decision before going into it and try and make that decision come true. They... Well, well, let's put it this way. I know I don't even have to ask you if you could trust Chris Johnson, 
But let me ask you, do you trust Joe Douglas if he is the man that's going to call the shots and Chris just has to sign off if on it? If they're going to stay out of his way, then I'm fine with that. Okay. Joe Douglas hasn't done anything to make me think that he's an incompetent buffoon. I, I, I If they don't get the enemy, I would not be surprised. The Jets have shown interest in Harbaugh before. They have. That's why I keep bringing it up. Like, I think name always surfaces. I think Harbaugh would be a good fit. We know he can. We know he could handle the New York media. Well, we'll That's see true. what happens. We'll see what happens. Some it's other games. Be great, no matter what happens. <laughs> Whatever happens, exactly. Some uh, some other games uh, over the weekend. Uh, I mean, not 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 too much to talk about because everything just got shook, uh, you know, shaken out uh, with the uh, seating and and everything else. Um, uh, just we'll give kudos to the Packers and the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Chiefs had already sewn up the number one seed, but the Packers went into uh, Chicago and, and sewed up the number one seed. A um, couple of points of interest on the Packers, too. 509 points. They have the most points scored in the NFL this year. They had 48 passing touchdowns. That's a little bit more than 12, huh? That's a little bit more than 12. 48 passing touchdowns. And the team only had 46 punts. So they have more passing touchdowns for the season than they did punts. Well, Rodgers definitely solidified. And that was my next question. How do we think that yeah. this, Rogers solidify his bid for MVP this year? Unless somebody else is, you know, paying off whoever makes that decision. I don't see how. How does he not it. win it? How does he not win it? I don't see how. It my my voting would be Rogers. I'll be honest with you. Second would be a tie with Derek Henry and Josh Allen, and third would be Mahomes. Yeah, that's my MVP voting right there. I would go if if, if you leave out the running back, if you leave out Derek Henry, and I think he deserves a nod. But if you leave out the running back, uh, that would be my order. I would say Rodgers is number one, Allen's number two, Mahomes is number three. Um, that would be my order. I don't you think know. you can leave Derrick Henry out. I think Derrick Henry no, is, I, is, is the Tennessee Titans. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. But, but also Green Bay was uh, – look, Kansas City without Patrick Mahomes still has a lot of weapons. Would they be as good? Obviously not, right? Because he's mm. magic. He's Patrick Mahomes. But they still have a lot of weapons, and they're still a very, very good team. They just wouldn't have a superstar quarterback. Backers? Mm. What would the Packers be without Aaron Rodgers? But yeah, their defense. They would be a, they would be a 9-6 and six team without Aaron Rodgers. You know, Maybe. 9-7 team. Yeah. Before so, the last two years with the Patrick Mahomes craze, which, yeah. let's face it, he hasn't had as good a year in either of the Chiefs. Although no. they only lost one game. They lost one game. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have a great year, and they now, lost one game. How sad is that? that we're <laughs> saying they weren't as good as last year. They lost one game. Um, they lost. They, they won more games this year than they did last year, and they weren't you know, as good. Aaron, you can't make a definitive statement to say that Aaron Rodgers isn't the best quarterback in the in the league. I mean, yeah. he, 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 yeah. you can't go wrong with Aaron Rodgers at the helm of your team. You just no. can't. Okay. Yeah. And you can't go – I mean, obviously, Mahomes is an as well. You could also make the case that, you know, what would the Titans be without Derrick Henry? They'd be nothing. He's more valuable to them than anybody right. in the but, league. Is but, but, Rod, but Rodgers led the Packers to a pretty impressive record. They had a couple games where they sputtered a little bit. They're playing, they're playing their best football at the end of the season. And let's face it, they are, without a doubt, the favorites in the NFC. And I think they're the only team that I think has a has – a, has a consistent chance of beating Kansas City. Yeah, if Kansas City comes out and Kansas City is Kansas City, then I yeah. agree. Packers have certainly the best chance. Maybe maybe they're the only one with a legitimate chance. Well, and they got, they have home field advantage. They have a bye. Um, you know, the NFC does. No nobody else in the NFC gives 
gives me a lot of confidence. I don't really, the Saints are inconsistent. I don't, who knows what Drew Brees' health is. The, you know, the Bucks looked pretty good, but they have to go on the road and play yeah, Washington. The Bucks, in, the in Bucks look pretty good against who? The Bucks look pretty good against. They beat a couple of good teams. Well, no, yeah, a couple of good teams. I mean, down the stretch, though. They, 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 yeah. beat, they beat the Falcons. Okay, they beat the Falcons. You know, but um, I, I, I think that, I, you know what, unless they unless they just uh, do you think pile, the Bucks pile are, up a goose egg or something like that. Do you, I think don't the see, Buc- do you think the Bucks are as good as the Rams? Do I think the Bucks are as good as the Rams? I think I, you know what I think they're on no. an even playing field. I don't think I think I'll, ta- that, I'll take I'll, I'll take, take the this. Rams. I'll well, take the Rams defense. I don't know what's uh, his name. So it looks like he hurt his hand, even though he's, he, he, they might be better without him. But uh, well, um, other thing about Aaron Rodgers too. He just threw he threw his twentieth career touchdown pass of seventy plus yards or more. That's the most in NFL history, too. Please, I got 19 of those. That means nothing. (laughs) I'm kind of mad about that. He threw his 20th. I know records are meant to be broken, but... uh, He broke your records. I'm a little bit perturbed about it. I still love the guy. Kudos to Matt LaFleur, too. I mean, he's 26-6 and in two seasons. And he's 11-1 in the division and and 9-0 in December to to start the first two seasons of his head coaching career. And that's... Everybody said that wasn't going to work, right? Right. And Everybody they said, the like, what, what the hell are you doing getting rid of Mike McCarthy? What's that they, about? They drafted the quarterback, yeah. and uh, and um, and then the, Rodgers wasn't going to be happy. He was going to be gone. He, oh, yeah, and speaking of McCarthy, jeez mm-hmm. Louise, how do you not uh, throw the red flag? I know. On that first, <laughs> right before the field goal. He was thinking of dinner. The, what? He was, he, he was thinking still, of dinner. He was thinking I of dinner. don't know. Whatever magic he had going for him. Uh, in Green Bay is uh, still on the train. I think the magic he had going for him in Green Bay is still in Green Bay. To be yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a better way to put it. <laughs> Again, he didn't have as much to work with in Dallas, but he has made a right. number of questionable calls this season. Yeah. He definitely has. Well, um, one other game uh, that we will mention right now, or unless you guys uh, uh, want to talk about another one, one one game that I want to mention too is um, just the Bills and the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins winning in, right? That's all they had to do, winning in. Uh, the the Colts would be on the outside looking in. They got their doors blown off. Yeah, talk about a team that is peaking at the right time. Holy crap! What the hell? What what the hell are they eating in Buffalo? Right? I'm rooting for the Bills, man. That's the, that's that's the, uh, look. I, I think the Bills could could surprise some people. I also think that in the NFC, the Seahawks might be the worst twelve and four team that I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, I, I I feel bad about the Seahawks this year. I mean, they're they're yeah. not. They're not the Seahawks this year, you know. It's it's probably one of the worst teams that Pete Carroll has fielded you know, and, and, since he started up there. And you talk about the Bucs, and I agree they haven't won a lot of games that were against teams where they just, you know, were really impressive. But they did blow the doors off the Packers earlier this year, and so I don't know. I, I, yeah, don't you count the? Kind of they also did there. it in Tampa, and I know it's not home field advantage so much this year because of fans and so forth and so on. But, no, but go, it go, still go, is it's the traveling. 2020 though right i think yeah. i think brady will be okay playing in the Colts. some really way weird things have happened this year i don't yeah. i don't think uh i don't have as much confidence in the bucks as maybe a lot of other people do no i, I don't either confidence. i don't have but, but my point is I, I i also don't have confidence in the rams or the seahawks i have confidence in the rams defense well yeah okay <laughs> they have to <laughs> they're gonna have to score occasionally well, once in know. a while they got to score yeah really but uh, yeah right it's gonna be uh yeah, their the, the inconsistency on offense. But look, the Rams have got the Seahawks, right? That's a winnable game. Right. 
And then I don't know who they'll play after that. But so, you know, the Rams depends, beat depends the on Rams. Other, depends on other games. The Rams beat the Seahawks already this year. The Rams have beaten the Seahawks already. Yeah. Exactly. The Rams haven't necessarily beaten any of the world beaters, but yeah. Lost and the then, Jets. <laughs> but see, that's why you, you can't. That's why you look at the Bucks yeah. blowing out the Packers and you go, yeah, okay. You know, it's like you throw out the highest and the lowest, right? When you're yeah. calculating the mean. I still know. think the Seahawks are better than the Rams. But... Yeah. So, well, we'll see what happens. Should we, well, based on that, should we uh, Should we do some picks? Sure. Yeah. The why coin don't is we itchy. do, why don't we do a few picks? Beaten by the coin. Beaten by the coin. I'm sure I'll lose to the coin. No one wants to be beaten by the coin. Well, it's uh, coming down to the finals as far as uh, second place goes. Uh, Interesting week. Uh, We all lost with the Jets and we all lost with the Cowboys, except for the coin. (laughs) The the coin won both those games. The coin won both of those games. (laughs) The coin went three and two. Uh, Harry and I went three and two because we all picked the same thing. And unfortunately, uh, John had, I think, only the second losing week of the entire season by picking them Eagles to beat Washington. So he went two and three. So stupid me. 56 and 20 for you, 49 and 27 for Harry and I. And the coin, 36 and 40, which I don't know if that says more about probability or the state of the NFL that a random flip of the coin is only a few games under 500. Yeah, I mean... If, to if, me, that's actually pretty surprising. If the coin had Giants fans, he'd be excited about its performance. Yeah. True. Although I, I guess you could say that, uh, you know, 50-50, right? It's a 50-50 shot, so it's it should true, yeah. wind up roughly 50-50, although probability doesn't work that way, but you would think intuitively would it, case, seems, yeah. it seems like that should be. Right. Anyway, uh, this week we got a, quite a slate of games. We do. And we'll start with uh, them Colts against them Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Hmm. I'm going to take I'll, Buffalo. I'll, I'll, I'm going to start with this. Well, you started already. There you go. I was going to say I'm going to start with this one. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm taking Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> Harry? Yep. Yeah, I don't think the Colts have enough defense to no. slow them down. I think it'll be closer right. than people think. But, uh, yeah, Buffalo will win. The Colts will play a decent game, but Buffalo's Oh, yeah, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but... Yeah, let's see. Coin says uh, heads. So they like the home team, so we all choose Buffalo. How exciting. Uh, Let's see. them. L.A. Rams at them Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Hmm. This could be a very interesting game. It's going to be a really good game, I think. It's going to be a good game. I I agree. I agree with Harry. I think the Seahawks win. I definitely concur. I am going to take L.A. Uh, we can't end up Kai for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I think I'd rather lose by I, a couple than I end think, up tied. Although I we have think, many weeks. I think Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks offense is better than the. They're uh, going to have a good game this. They're going to have a good week this week, in other words. All right, coin. Coin says tails. Tails, Rams. Rams with Rams. coins with you. Me and the coin. You and the coin. Falling together. <laughs> That's your new hit series on TBS. <laughs> Me and the Pete, coin. Pete Pete and the, the coin. coin. We solve murders and pick football. <laughs> right. What do you What do you think this was? Coin? Huh? I don't know. Strangulation or asphyxiation? <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
All right. He has a better, uh, <laughs> a higher winning percentage. Than he looks in the crime again. scene and flips a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it was, Manetti? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Yeah. I think it was poisoning. You've heard of Brazilian Isles. You've watched CSI. Now watch Pete and the Coin. Well, the thing is, I can't I can't make a decision unless it's a... That's right. There's only two choices. That's right. right. You think he was murdered, it was an accident, or it was suicide? Uh, um, uh, where's my three-sided die? That's right. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay at Washington. This one's got upset written. I mean, this one has upset written all over it, doesn't it? A team that barely made, I don't know, the Bucks will win. Yeah, I was going to say, it has upset written all over it, but it's not going to happen. It's just written on it is all it is. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay's winning this game. I'm going to go with Washington. Yeah. You really want to pick up some games. Listen, I'll probably be wrong on the other one. Maybe I'll be right on this one. It'll all work out. Washington's defense is Washington's defense is good. I do think Washington's defense has a great. Their defense is going into that stadium is not fun. But I I still think the Bucks are winning it, though. So tails, Washington depends on how many hookers. Tails, Washington Bucks. How bad? Only takes Tampa Bay. All right. You're on uh, an island yourself. Yeah, once again. Manetti Island. Where's Revis when I need him? Baltimore at Tennessee. Uh, this, who's is the game, run, this is the game of the week. Who's going to run for more yards, Derrick Henry or Lamar Jackson? Derrick Henry, please. I don't know. Lamar <laughs> Jackson had 1,000 yards again this year, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, Derrick Henry has like 3,000 yards, so. Uh, Derrick Henry had a thousand yards in two games. Yeah, the Jackson though is a multiple, uh, multiple edge sword as far as this is the game of the week, and and uh, yeah, of all the games, this is the best one, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to take Baltimore because if you stop, I mean, Tannehill has looked pretty good at times, but he's also looked not so good at times, and I think look good against Green Bay, that's for sure. Yeah, if you can corral at least contain Derrick Henry then you've discovered the key to beating Tennessee and I think Baltimore can put up enough points so yeah I'll take I'll take them Ravens traveling I love uh, love the love the Ravens on the road there you go I'm thinking John you go I'm, I'm thinking too all right I'll flip let the, the coin go good. first coins never gone before me and Pat well heads Point says Tennessee. Yeah, you know what? I mean, it's a tough call. It is. It's a really. I don't really have confidence in either team. However, I remember. <laughs> I remember watching highlights of Baltimore this past week and going, you know, I don't want to play Baltimore in the first round of the playoffs. They got well. Both of these teams have a chip on their shoulder. I think they do. You know what? And, and, Baltimore's, and, and Tennessee more, beat Bill- Baltimore's had a chip on their shoulder and nine parole officers in their bench. <laughs> well, you know, Baltimore, and Tennessee beat Baltimore in the playoffs last year too, and they knocked them out of it too. So. Yeah, and um, Baltimore. You know, with Pittsburgh and that whole, you know, before Pittsburgh showed their true colors, it was oh, you can't Baltimore it just can't beat Pittsburgh. So they got a more recent chip. You know what? Them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Baltimore. I'm going to go Baltimore. Yeah, I don't know why. I just – and I hate the Ravens. But I just have a feeling they're going to win this game. I just think Lamar Jackson's going to get over the hurdle and win playoff game. All right. I convinced both of you. 
Nice. All right, Chicago at <laughs> Nyland. Uh, then uh, Saints are winning again. Yeah. If Saints, the Saints, if the Saints, if the Saints don't win this game, then they should just burn the yeah. stadium down. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think. Uh... No, there's no way the Bears win this game. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't see. It can't be that fluky a year. Knock wood. Right. All right, Coin says uh, heads. So they like the home team, and that's New Orleans. So there we go. Our uh, second game of all agreement. And uh, finally, this is another tough one. Another tough it one. Is Listen tough, to me. This remember, is going to be a good game. It is, but remember, Kevin Stefanski is not going to be on the sideline for the Browns. For the Browns, yeah, he's got COVID. But he's I don't not, know. He's not throwing or catching the ball. He's not throwing or catching the ball, but he's calling the game, and yeah, he's not going to be there. So why can't, he call, why can't he call the game from a bunker? Can't he do it in from a Zoom? Yeah, I, I don't understand why you Microsoft group group because, chat or whatever it is. Because Roger Goodell has decided that the Steelers need to win the game. Well, I, I, I mean, no, seriously, <laughs> who was who was it last week that was the uh, quarterbacks coach was calling the game for for somebody? Their offensive uh, coordinator was out. Uh, and I'm like, why? Uh-huh. Why does he have to sit in? Uh, or, or why? You know, why? Why can't? Why can't he just call the game? He can. Why he can't can, he? Well, I, he I can guess they don't the, want him involved. I don't. They don't want him at the, the stadium theme. at all. He can watch he can, it and phone it in. Pictures uh, that they're always looking at on the sidelines. Right. There's absolutely no reason to be involved somehow. Has to be physically in the stadium. Well, and I know he wasn't the. I know he wasn't the or isn't the head coach. But when Jason Garrett had. Uh, Oh, COVID. Was, uh, he, was, uh, he uh, Freddie Kitchens was calling the game, and Jason Garrett wasn't yeah. involved at all. It was, was uh, a game plan, you know, but he was, wasn't there during the game. Clemson and Ohio State. Uh, Clemson's uh, OC was out. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, which might have had something to do with the performance of their offense. But anyway, I, I just to, to me it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I guess like there's no like it's not unfair if the guy's not in the. You know what I mean? Right. He's not at the stadium. There's no no issue of fairness or anything. It's, it's stupid. It uh, I don't know. Up. Cleveland is not peaking at the right time though, and Pittsburgh yeah. is P- Pittsburgh seems to really be not little little else than slide downhill for most of the second half of the season. But they've, they... they've they've bounced back around the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Even though the Browns did win, but the Browns did win because. You know, did, did the Browns win because the they, Browns won, or because well, they some of the players were because sitting? they didn't have Pittsburgh, didn't have Big Ben, and a couple other players in there, right. and right. Cleveland won by what two? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna take based, based on that. I'm taking Pittsburgh exactly. And Ben's rested, so mm-hmm. if that was an issue, he should be over it. Pittsburgh's favored by six, which which this I, I bet Vegas is going off the hook with this game. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I honestly don't know, and I shouldn't pick this team, but I'm going to. I'm going to take the Steelers. I, I just—they've looked like garbage this the last quarter of the season, and yet I do think that with their coaching and their defense, they can shut down Cleveland. And I just let's see if Baker Mayfield can actually show up in a in a playoff game. I, it's in Pittsburgh. I think that makes a little bit of a difference. I just think the Steelers win, but I think this is going to go down to the wire. It's going to be another good game. It's not going to be as good as the Titans Ravens game, but it's going to be a decent game. There's a bunch of good games this year, this yeah. this week, this weekend. Yeah. What are you taking there, John? I'm taking the Steelers. I just oh, okay, sorry, no worries. All right, uh, yeah. Listen, I'll say this: the uh, Pittsburgh before they were exposed, they were doing enough to win. 
you know, despite their uh, and that's all I think they're going to do this week. Yeah, but despite their deficiencies, they were doing enough to win, and that's really all that counts. Cleveland, you can't really say the same thing if they're they're, they're heckling Je- uh, heckling Jekyll, <laughs> they're uh, Jekyll and Hyde. They're heckling Jekyll. They're heckling Jekyll. They're heckling Jekyll. They wreak havoc and they do it in a a comic way. The guard smoking prankster birds. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, the home team. That'd be great. I can picture heckling Jekyll in a Browns uniform. Like quarterback and wide Heckling Jekyll actually calling the game. (laughs) Would they be defensive backs or wide receivers? I think they'd be defensive backs. Just Uh, talking shit the whole time. (laughs) The whole time, yeah. Well, no, one would be one would be one and one would be the other, and they'd end up brawling on the sidelines. (laughs) One would play for Pittsburgh, the other one would play for Cleveland. (laughs) Jekyll. All right, there we go. So we we got a couple differences uh, that I will most almost certainly lose. But that's okay. I'm not I'm not sure about any of these games, to be honest with you. No, you know, Buffalo is probably the best the best pick right there. And Buffalo Buffalo and Buffalo and and New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those those are the two. Give, yeah. I, I personally think New Orleans is playing the weakest team. Yeah, heading. Well, I mean, maybe Washington. I don't know. I, I just it, it would it would just yeah, yeah. it would just be twenty twenty one, twenty twenty into twenty twenty one if Washington wins. Right. Yeah, could be a very. They do team. have a home field advantage. They do, and they do have a good defense for this game. Yeah, and <laughs> right. and the so this only. And Alex Smith should be a little bit uh, better. He I like Alex a little Smith. bit more healed, and I'm I'm rooting for Alex Smith. I got to admit. Yeah. Well, if if uh, it'll be a good week, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So, all right. Well, there you go. Those are our picks. Let's get to our top ten list of the week. Uh, yeah, um, I thought we already uh, did more, more football. More football. <laughs> more football. One, just just a little bit more football. Well, that's just one... another two segments of football. That's it. Once again, this show breaks ground that other shows do not. Absolutely. Right. Who is doing the list we're doing today? I mean, seriously. Nobody. No one. Yeah. Top well, 10 kickers. Kickers. Yeah. If anybody's doing it, they're not doing it seriously like we are. And they're not doing it as well as we are. No. That's true. I even had a chart. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, he did. Folks, he did. He had a chart. I can show it to you if you'd like. Just write in. I'll, I'll send it to you. Top 10 kickers of all time. Um, folks. Uh, this was actually probably, ironically, one of the more interesting uh, lists uh, as far as our voting goes, the way we do it. Right. Um, we wound up with 13 names. Just because <laughs> so, we don't know how to count. Just because we don't know how to count. Too many actually, players on the field. We have a tie for third place, a tie for seventh place, and a tie for ninth place, just the way we voted. And because of the fact that there's probably not a whole hell of a lot of Stats that we can talk about for each of these kickers, it's and funny. the fact that kickers don't actually we get a lot of stats. This, you know, this list would be whittled down. A little bit. <laughs> but, uh, it might have uh, been a whole separate show. <laughs> the kickers. We'll just do our kickers show. There you go. Uh, the, the kick of the kick. And they don't get the kudos that they usually that they should deserve. Some of them anyway. So we'll give all thirteen of them a shot. So. We're going to start with number 10. And there's no tie for 10, just 3, 7, and 9. So we'll start with yeah, 10. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Radio P, why don't, you, uh, why don't you take us to uh, number 10? Start us number, number 10, 10 is uh, John Cassay. Cassay? Cassay. I think it's Cassay, not Casey. Casey. Pretty... A one-time pro bowler. <laughs> <laughs> 
but he, but he kicked a shit ton of field goals. Yeah. But he was a pretty darn good kicker. All right, so let's look at yeah, this. I mean, he was at a time when there's a lot of other better, not better, but more notoriety, uh, notoriety. Uh, yeah, notoriable. <laughs> Whatever it is, notoriable. Uh, look, yeah. he was five eighty seven for five ninety eight in extra points. Which is pretty darn good, mm-hmm. and he kicked 461 out of 563 field goals, uh, and that was just during the regular season. <laughs> that was just during game he was, one. He was 27 <laughs> and 28 for an extra points, and 23 at 25 uh, during the playoffs. So uh, 1970 points during the regular season, and then throw on another 96 for uh, 2060. I guess would be that's uh, a lot of points. Total, point, a lot of total points. points. That is a lot of points. That's a lot of points. So uh, yeah, and he played um, for Seattle and uh, a good long time for Carolina. Carolina, yeah. Uh, he was uh, mainstay in Carolina, and uh, you know, look, he put up uh, 145 points one year with Carolina, 130 points. These are respectable numbers. Uh, he was just a solid kicker. And that's yes, all it was. takes to get to number 10 on our list. There you go. Number 10, John Cassay or Casey. John Cassay or Casey. Whichever you whichever you prefer. Um, Harry, why don't you take us to number 9B? 9B. <laughs> 9B. 9B is Jan Stenerud. What's her dinner? Uh, Jan Stenerud. Hey. It's a Hungarian dish mixed with uh, <laughs> boiled potatoes and peas. There you go. Cooked in an iron pot over an open flame. Yeah. I mean, Jan Stenerud was really one of the first dedicated place kickers. He wasn't, you know, he 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 wasn't he wasn't going in the game as a, as a linebacker. That's for sure. No, it, he 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 went to Montana State University on a ski jumping scholarship. Okay, <laughs> obviously born in Norway. This guy was I don't know. Like when I as a kid, as a really young kid, I just when I think of a kicker, for some reason this is the guy that pops into my head. Look at I mean, look at the picture. I mean, does he even have a a, a face mask on there? I don't know. Uh, he was he really was one of the first dedicated kickers, and I, I think he hit like seventy something percent of his field goals during his first three years when the average of the NFL was like fifty percent. So he, you know, he. He wound up at almost 1,700 uh, points for his career. He, he had a, a 67% field goal uh, accuracy, and um, he was just one of the originals. You know, he's one of the first guys that, uh, you know, you think of when you think of field goal kickers. And he's, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl champ. He won the Super Bowl. Uh, who did he win the Super Bowl with? Kansas City. Kansas City, Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's, he was around a long time and uh, he was part of the NFL's 75th anniversary and 100th anniversary all-time team. He was a four-time pro bowler and first four-time first team all-pro. Uh, you know, one of the, the OGs in a lot of ways, Jan Stenerud. Jan Stenerud. Jan Stenerud. Number 9B. Number 9B. I'll take number 9A. Number 9A is Mr. Jason Elam. Jason Elam. Jason Elam does not have a middle name of record anyway, so I, I can't give you that. So I apologize for any of the middle name searchers out there. Uh, he was drafted in the third round of the 93 draft with the 70th overall pick by the Denver Broncos. Uh, obviously, he played most of his career with the Denver Broncos. He uh, 
last two years he uh, he went to uh, Atlanta. Um, there's a debate out there whether or not uh, he's the greatest Bronco of all time. With uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. There's debate out there. Yeah, there's, there, there's debate about a lot of things. <laughs> there's people that are there's people debating that the world is not round. This is true too. So this is true. But he was a three-time Pro Bowler, uh, three-time second-team All-Pro, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Broncos. Uh, he's in the Broncos Ring of Fame. He's a member of the Broncos 50th anniversary team, and uh, yeah, he he made 436 field goals um, out of 550. So he did uh, his his uh, field goal percentage is 80.7. So that's it's it, that's a pretty damn good number. Uh, his longest field goal, second longest of all time, 63 yards, uh, and he scored just shy of 2,000 points. Uh, he scored 1,983 points. Um, he's, he's definitely one of the most prolific kickers, uh, of his era. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, his, his, uh, point after, uh, tries were uh, a little bit, uh, higher a percentage were 99.4%. So he only missed a couple of point afters uh, in his entire career. So really great kicker. There he is. Number nine B Jason Elam, uh, Radio Pete, why don't you bring us to number eight? Let's uh, talk about number eight, who's uh goes by the name of Matt Stover. Mr. Stover. Which is a great name. Um let's see. What, what, where's sorry? Got the you wrong page be. pulled up. I, I should be definitely. Uh, uh one uh one time uh, Super Bowl champion. Yes, with sir. the uh Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to one Pro Bowl and uh, was an All-Pro, and that was all uh, in the year 2000. I'm sure you guys remember that Ravens team very well. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. He actually technically is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, actually, yeah he didn't. Did he? Uh, he didn't. He never actually kicked for the Giants. He though, did didn't. No, he was on injured reserve the entire his entire rookie yeah. year, but they won the Super Bowl that year, so he got a ring. Yeah, that's true. So he got a ring in uh, 1990. Although, uh, so that, so so it even makes it even more ironic. Exactly. And he would then come back and uh, be part of. It. Although I don't, did he actually have to kick a field goal in that Super Bowl? Uh, probably not. Just a couple. Uh, <laughs> See, well, let's say the they old... they scored thirty four points. So yeah, he kicked two. Okay, because yeah, they didn't miss any points. He kicked two. That's of them, the yeah. old mean Giants hating Pete coming out. Sorry yeah, guys. You know, and, and I had something to say about that Super Bowl too, if you recall, Pete. And one of these days you're going to find that air track too. So. Oh, I, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's the thing about Stover: eighty three point seven percent. On the uh, field goals, uh, 471 out of 563, 591 out of 594. Wow. For extra points. He missed three extra points over a 27 year career, 99.5%. And as far as the scoring goes, where's my scoring chart? He scored a lot. Uh, 2004 regular season points. Uh, 2,110 total points. Scored 106 points in playoff games. 31 from 31 from uh, for extra points and 25 out of 31 for field goals. Uh, great career. And again, uh, the two Super Bowl rings. Um, Matt Stover. It kind of, I, I always thought he was kind of a guy that was overlooked as far as how good he was. And um, yeah, played for a long time. Did. That helps, of course. This is true. This is true. There you go. Number eight, Matt Matty Stover. Uh, Harry, why don't you bring us to number seven B? You got seven B. Seven B was Mister Lou Groza, the toe, the toe. 
Luke Rosa played 21 seasons for the Cleveland Browns. He was an offensive tackle and a kicker. I mean, can you imagine that today? Imagine an offensive lineman coming out to kick field goals. <laughs> I mean, no, not really. yeah. I mean, he was just, he was a four time NFL champion with the Browns, a nine time Pro Bowler. Uh, you know, part of the 1950s all decade team and the NFL 50th anniversary all time. I mean, part of it was just that he just did it for so long and was really an innovator. He was, he was at that time, he was definitely the premier place kicker and he played in 216 games. He was, you know, he kicked 234 field goals with, with, which he did hit a 52 yard field goal at a time when even a 50 yard field goal was unheard of. And, um, you know, he made 90, almost 98% of his extra points. That's where he scored most of his points. He, he kicked 641 extra points. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, Lou the Toe Groza, he's just one of these old-time uh, guys who's – He, he was know, like the first guy who made kicking field goals from any distance a legitimate thing. You know, concern, yeah. Teams absolutely avoided anything outside of probably 30 yeah. yards. And yeah. Groza was like, yeah, I could do that. But, I mean, he played offensive tackle, center, defensive tackle, and kicker. And, I mean, he retired for a brief period of time there, because I think due to injuries. But then he came back. He played from 46 to 59 and 61 to 67. Yeah. 21 seasons. 21 the, seasons. 21 seasons for the Cleveland Browns, and he didn't kill himself. So, I mean, but this was, of course, <laughs> back when the Browns were, oh, they winning, were the, uh, winning championships. They were, but, yeah. They were the they – were um, But, I mean, he went nine years between championships, won a bunch in the 50s, and didn't win another one until 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one of those guys. It's just it's nice to see a guy uh, wearing a number seventy six kicking field goals. Right, yeah. exactly. And uh, the uh, uh, the Lou Groza Award is given out to the uh, college football's top place kicker every year too. So, That's right, and there's there's that there's that too. So, yes, there you go. Um, all right, there you go. Number seven B, Lou Groza. I will do number seven A. Number seven A is Mister John Carney. Mister John. Michael Carney. There you go. There's a middle name getting in there for you. Um, John Carney was uh, went undrafted in 1987. Um, uh, Cincinnati Bengals picked him up, but he never uh, made the team. He was on the offseason uh, in the practice squad. Uh, Bucks picked him up, though. Um, so he played uh, played a couple of years for the Bucks. Uh, went to the Rams, the Chargers, the Saints, the Jaguars, the Chiefs, the Giants, and then back to the Saints to finish out his career. So longest stint he had was with the Saints, for seven seasons, uh, 01 through 06. But he definitely uh, he definitely made his way around the NFL, uh, that's for sure. But the uh, the important stats are <laughs> the fact that he's a two-time Pro Bowler, uh, one-time first-team All-Pro, one-time one time second-team All-Pro. Uh, he's a Super Bowl champion uh, in uh, uh, Super Bowl uh, uh, 44. Um, and that would be with the, uh, the New Orleans Saints, obviously. Um, was it with the New Orleans Saints? Yeah, it was the Saints when he came back to the Saints. Yeah, uh, and then uh, he's uh, he's got a couple other accolades with the uh, with the Chargers though. He's uh, uh, I'm sorry, he did kick the Chargers uh, with the Chargers a little bit more than he kicked with the Saints. A couple more years, I did I did miss that. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. Uh, he's a Chargers all time leading scorer. Uh, so there's that, and he's a member of the 50th anniversary and 40th anniversary team uh, team for the Chargers, and a member of the Saints Hall of Fame. So. There you go. There's a bunch of accolades for two teams, um, but he uh, uh, he um, 
made 478 of 580 uh, career field goal attempts uh, with an 82.4% uh, uh, completion rate, if you will. And uh, he made 628 of 638 extra points. So he, uh, he only missed 10, 98.4%. Um, good guy, like I said, journeyman, if you will, for, for some of his career, but uh, stints with the Saints and the Chargers uh, got him, uh, at least one of them got him a Super Bowl ring. And a bunch of other accolades. So there you go. Number 7A, John Carney. Uh, Pete, why don't you bring us to number 6? All right, number 6. Now, maybe a little bit. Have we had any other current active players that have made any of our top 10 lists? I don't think so, right? Nope. nope. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, Josh any, Cribs and Any of the lists? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we've, yeah, had yeah. yeah, yeah we've had a few. Well, and obviously best quarterback of all time. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but it's pretty rare, and certainly it's. Uh, it's only happened a handful of times, if that. Yeah, you might not think it's for a kicker, and uh, listen, he Justin Tucker is his name. Uh, you might have heard of him. Uh, he's with uh, Baltimore since 2012, four times an all uh, first team All Pro, three time Pro Bowler, got a Super Bowl, and again, he is well, really probably in the midst of his career. Uh, with uh, eight or nine seasons under his belt, but he's pretty darn good. He's 291 for 321. That's 90.7% accuracy on field goals, and that is the best of all time, I think. Uh, and he's missed uh, four extra points, 350 out of 354, and that's 98.9. So he's, as far as, you know, being at 350, he's a little more than, let's say, halfway towards your, you know, 600 mark, if that's kind of where you say, wow, that's an awful lot. I guess kicking probably 500 extra points is you would say that's an awful lot of extra points. So, um, so again, he's, you know, hasn't been around for all that long, but mm -hmm. a little bit longer. I, I, I think he belongs on the list. He kind of gets past the, I don't know, the, you know, the, the Kofax rule. Uh, he's got 1,223 regular season points and 58 playoff points. So uh, do the math there. 1,281. I think, uh, which is a lot of points uh, for uh, only being in the league for uh, eight seasons, I guess. Um, he could end up being the very best uh, if he continues kind of at this pace. He's super accurate and um, therefore number 17G on our list, Justin <laughs> Tucker. Yeah, I mean, number, made number six on our list of uh, the 13 top 10 kickers. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and he's only been kicking. This is this was his ninth season. So, you know, yeah. he, he goes uh, the length that some of these other kickers went. Uh, he'll, he'll move he's his gonna, way up this list. He can shatter every record. He can. Yeah, yeah it, it's crazy. Well, there's another guy who's active on this list, too. I think he's active still. That's Blanda. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Luke Rosa. Luke Rosa. <laughs> Luke Rosa Jr. He's going to play this week against the Steelers. Rolf Bernerska. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rosa. Rosa. Hey, Rosa. Who's, uh, who's, uh, who's the other one you're talking about? Oh, that would be Guskowski. Uh, that would be Guskowski. That's just true. Who's, who's got a lot more points? Yeah, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. So, number six was Justin Tucker. Uh, Harry, why don't, you, uh, why don't you introduce number five to us? It, uh, I could be wrong, but is number five the first person to show up twice on one of our lists? Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> we, we had we had one last week. Okay. One of your favorites. One okay. of your favorites. 
That's right. And 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 we give special mention in this kicker's list to Deion Sanders. So, yes, right. yes Deion Sanders. <laughs> so. Number five is George Blanda, who played for 26 seasons in the NFL. He was a quarterback and a place kicker. As far as his place kicking uh, accolades, he, he he kicked 335 out of 639 field goals. Only, you know, 52%, which for the time was, was very good. But he kicked 943 extra points. 943 extra points. In one Not, game. In one game. Yeah. I mean, it's all, he, he, they didn't even score touchdowns. He just kept, he was just down the other end of the field kicking he extra points. Kept kicking this. That's right. He, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of the, you know, He's on the AFL all-time team. He was a, he was a uh, three-time AFL champion, four-time All-Star. He's just one of those guys that goes down as one of these old-school players who just played forever and was really, really, really good at what he did. He, here's some here's some of the records that he holds other than – he has obviously the record for the most point-afters made and attempted, 943 and 959. He also holds the record for the passing touchdowns in a game with seven. Most season played 26, most season scoring a point 26, and one of only two players to four, play in four different decades. He played in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Yep. And uh, he once attempted 68 passes in a game. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and is the oldest player to play in an NFL game at 48 years and 109 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the first player to ever score over two thousand points. So um, take that, Tom Brady. Yeah, that's right. That's Brady's goal. That's what he wants to be. He wants to be Blanda. Brady. Brady's going to become a place kicker after. He wants to be Blanda. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Blanda gets a little gets to sit on the next highest level of seats, right above Groza and Brady. Exactly. But twenty one years. Ah, oh, twenty six. Sorry, I got yeah. twenty six. Forty three. Forty eight. You guys sit down there. You're fine. Yes. <laughs> George Blanda, number whatever. Number five. Uh, number 73. Number five, yeah. George Blanda. Number 73 out of 13. Exactly. I will take number four. Number four is uh, Mr. Hansen. Mr. Hansen. Is this? No, this is the wrong picture. Uh, that's the, right. Well, there's children, right? That's his children. That's oh, right. There's three of them that can kick. <laughs> One holds, the other two kick. You got a snap? No, it's a snapper, right, no, a holder, and a kicker. Hold. Snapper, holder, kicker. There you go, right there. Uh, now, John, John, Jason Hansen. Jason Hansen right there. Uh, Jason Hansen. Again, no middle name. Uh, another another one on my list, no middle name. Um, he was drafted in the second round um, with the 56 pick in the 92 draft by the Detroit Lions. Spent his entire 21-year career with the Detroit Lions. He... Uh, you, you you know you're good when uh, when you spend your entire 21 year career uh, without missing a season with the same team. So uh, yeah, he um, he was a two time uh, Pro Bowl uh, Pro Bowler 97 and 99. Uh, as the Associated Press second team All Pro in 97, uh, um, he was a first team All Pro 93. Uh, a bunch of accolades. Just uh, um, two time uh, first team All NFC. <laughs> In '93 and '99, here's a here's a couple of interesting facts. Um, Jason Hansen uh, has 2,150 career points in 327 games. It's 21 seasons. His uh, um, point after uh, tries were 98.8 percent, and his career success rate for field goals 495 made was 
2.4. Great numbers, um, but he's the only kicker to ever be named Offensive Rookie of the Year. So he's uh, <laughs> just 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 an amazing kicker. Uh, and again, spent his entire career with the Detroit Lions. So there you go. Number four, Mr. Jason Hansen. Bob Hansen. <laughs> Mr. Bob Hansen. That might have been sort of a uh... – he must have done something wrong in a previous life to have to spend his entire whole career with career Detroit <laughs> with the Detroit. Lions. Hey, you know what though? Hey, you know when when he's the only yeah. Detroit Lions star to not quit in his prime. <laughs> exactly, but you know what? When he when he first uh, when he first uh, started kicking uh, with the Lions, uh, Barry was there. So you know he kicked with Barry. He kicked with Calvin. Um, so he had he's, he had some fun. He had a little fun. Seen him come and he's seen, seen him, him go. go. Exactly. And and yet he stayed. So there you go. But yeah. There you go. Number four, Jason Hansen. Uh, Mr. Radio P, why don't you take us to number three? All right, let's go to number three. And uh, you might know him as the ghost. One of my favorite kickers ever. <laughs> Stephen, source of much heartbreak. Stephen Gostkowski. Uh, with the Patriots. Is that right? Four, yeah. What team, wait, wait, wait. What team was that? <laughs> the Patriots. How, many Super Bowl, say, how many Super Bowls does he have? Say Three Super Bowls. Mm. Uh, Hall of Fame All 2010s team. What that? What does that even mean? Uh, you know, Four times to the Pro Bowl and two times an All Pro. What is an All Pro? I mean, yeah. A, remember that? Just remember those Justin Tucker stats. How, how does Goskowski compare to Justin Tucker? Okay. Well, Tucker. Listen. <laughs> well, Goskowski was playing longer. I mean, that's a little that's a bit, given, right? but yeah, you know. Uh, listen, this guy could easily end up the greatest ever. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's got are, a few more years left in him, right? Look, his, his yeah. numbers are impressive, right? It's eighty-six point three in field goals, three ninety-two out of four fifty-four, six ninety-nine out of seven twelve in the extra points. That's ninety-eight point two percent. And then uh, 1,875 regular season points. And then 700,000 in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, 205. So uh, 2,080 points scored. And he's not done yet. He's in his, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, I don't know, 58th season. Yeah. It's kickers, um, yeah. He looks pretty good for his age. Yeah, uh, yeah, he could easily. I mean, he's got a little gross, but no, but he could he could end up statistically. Uh, he could play go to gross around. Uh, he could end up statistically the best of all time if uh, he could. But but I you know Tucker could also surpass him a few years later after that. But uh, you know he's he's darn good that ghosty. <laughs> <laughs> Not like he actually kept the Jets out of the Super Bowl or anything, but Not so much still. No. I've I've taken all of my former hatred for the Giants and put it on the added that to my hatred for the Patriots. Well, you got to you got to kind of like the Giants because they beat the the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. So you you kind of as a Jet fan, you kind of got to have a little bit of a soft spot there, right? No, I was. It's uh, funny how Jets, not, I was rooting for the Patriots in both it, of them. It's funny how Jets fans <laughs> hate the Giants, but Giants fans don't give a shit about the Jets. Well, that's why <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> it's like Yankee fans. Why should you care about? Well, before you know the latest run. The, yeah. Before the Red Sox became a dynasty, who gives? No, I thought, thought you were going to say the Mets. Yeah, the, the, there's wait, there's another baseball team in Queens. Not much reason give, to be worried about the Mets. Give it a little. <laughs> give it a little. Yeah, just uh, wait till this year. 
Just wait a year or two. And see yeah, sure. Happens. Yeah, 27 to 1. They'll catch up eventually. Oh, I'm not talking about that. Nobody's catching the Yankees. Come on. You never know. Uh, I doubt it. We keep so. having strike short and playing short and Dodgers might run right up there. So. <laughs> Listen, there could be another, you know, Sorry. another pandemic and the Dodgers, yeah. you know, the they pan- can win three or four more and <laughs> that's right. distance. That's yeah. right. The, yeah. The pandemic dynasty, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Or maybe right. the, uh, what's, if you what's have to the, play with a mask on, they're hard to beat. It's very difficult. To, what's the uh, hockey team that has the second most? Is it the Canadians? Canadians, yeah. 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 So they might start playing baseball and, yeah. and be like, well, we got 18 they, or whatever they have. They tried a long time ago. They did. They were called the Expos. Yeah, they were as good as the Expos. <laughs> they were. So, well, there you go. Number 3B, uh, Stephen Gostkowski. Still, we're not done with this yet? We're not done no. with this. So, Harry, bring <laughs> us to number 3A, please. 3A is Gary Anderson, the lead singer of Yes. <laughs> That's John Anderson. <laughs> oh, Okay. Gary Anderson was a field goal kicker, and he played for 27 teams. He went to four Pro Bowls. He played for a long time. But here's what was really great about Gary Anderson is that he made 99.2% of his extra points. And you're saying, well, he only probably attempted three or 400. No, he attempted 827 extra points and made 820 of them. He made 538 field goals. 80.1% and has scored 2,434 points in his career. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, he's third all time in points. He, he held the record for points uh, for a while until it was broken by maybe somebody else on this, uh, on this list. And also held, held the record for points in a single season uh, with 164 until it was broken by Mr. David Akers. Mm-hmm. And uh, his field goal percentage in 1998 was 100. He made 35 of 35 field goals. You know, maybe best known as a stealer. I don't know. Uh, I think I remember him as a stealer. A stealer, yeah, I remember. Yeah, him. and then later with the Vikings, and he played for the Titans and the 49ers, and uh, never won a Super Bowl. But <laughs> part of the Pittsburgh Steelers all-time team, so you got to give him that. And uh, one of the best. I mean, just. Again, with I think with a lot of these place kickers, it's longevity. They're able to play a long time, and he was just really, really good at what he did. And uh, for that, he lands on number three on our list. Three A, three A, three A, Mr. Gary Anderson. Mr. Gary, what? Oh, he does have a middle name, but I yeah. don't like telling you anybody what they are. Oh, guys, say why not? Allen, Gary Allen, Gary Allen, Gary Allen Anderson. Gary oh, that is a boring name. Gah. His name Gah. is Gah. Gah. His initials are Gah. There you go. All right. Number 3A, Gary Anderson. I will take number two. Number two. Number two is the Great Dane, folks. Morton Anderson. Morton Anderson. He was drafted in the fourth round uh, with the 86 pick and then 82 draft uh, by the New Orleans Saints. Spent 13 seasons with the Saints. And went to Atlanta for another six and then bounced around, was was uh, on the Giants, the Chiefs, uh, the Vikings, and then back to Atlanta to finish out his career. He played uh, He played for 26 seasons, I believe. Yeah, 26 seasons. Um, <laughs> just a crazy good kicker. But two-time Golden Toe Award winner 
an 86 and 95. Seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, one-time second-team All-Pro. Remember the 80s All-Decade team? Remember the 90s All-Decade team? He's in the Saints Ring of Honor and Hall of Fame. But uh, it's uh, he, he played 382 games. Uh, his field goals, uh, he made 565 of 709. That's a... That's a uh, Point seven nine seven or seven seventy nine point seven percent connectivity rate, if you will. Uh, his extra points were eight forty nine of eight fifty nine. He only missed ten extra points, ninety eight point eight percent. Ten extra points in almost eight hundred and fifty tries. He scored twenty five hundred and forty four points, folks. Twenty nine hundred and forty four points. Um, that's that's an amazing feat. Um, he uh, kicked in three different decades, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Just, uh, you know, when, when he was coming out on the field and, you know, even as a Giants fan, he, he only kicked for, for one year, uh, and it was after they uh, uh, lost to the Super Bowl in 35. But, uh, but you know, when he, whatever team he was on, when he was coming out to, to kick a field goal, you were pretty confident he was making that field goal. So uh, not, not too much a debate there. Just a great all-around kicker, uh, one of the best, definitely number two on our list. Uh, and, and I don't think there was any debate that he was number two on our list with all three of us across the board either. So number three, number two, uh, Morton Anderson. There you go. Radio Pete, why don't you let us know who the number one kicker on our list is? Okay. Number one. Can you guys hear me? Yes, I can. Hear you. Okay. Sorry. Uh, number one. Well, listen, before, uh, before Goskowski was the kicker that, uh, Jets fans, Love to hate. This other guy was the kicker that Jets fans love to hate. And he mm. also kicked for New England for a good number of years. And then for the Colts, um, where I guess he's still the kicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the Jets, uh, us Jets fans learned to hate him with the Colts almost as much as with the Patriots. And that's, of course, Adam Vinatieri. Who... What can you say? Three Super Bowls with the Patriots and one with the Colts. Four times, uh, excuse me, a Hall of Fame All-2000s team. Three times a Pro Bowler and three times an All-Pro. Pretty impressive. Not bad. He was great. 599 out of 715. That doesn't sound so good. Pretty good, though. 83.8% for field goals. 874 out of 898 for the extra points. Uh, that is 97.8. 3%. And uh, that is uh, pretty good. You know, again, uh, longevity will get you some numbers, right? Sure. <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, career numbers, uh, 2673. That's, uh, that's crazy. 2,673 points, uh, all told. All told. Yeah. Um, clutch, too. You know, he was... Um, he was not just a guy that was on teams that had really good offenses and he kicked a bunch of extra points and then occasionally kick a field goal. He made big kicks yeah, with his Super Bowls. He was four, the- four, four Super Bowls. Four Super yeah. Bowls. Three with New England and one with the Colts. And he's uh, the all time all time leading scorer in NFL history. Yeah. Yes, so there you go. I guess that's why he's number one. And he kicked a, uh, a crazy uh, uh, snowy uh, field goal. Uh, in uh, what was the what was the nickname of that one game? It was the Tuck Rule game, wasn't it? Mm. When he kicked. That oh ball. yeah, that's oh. right. I think his hey, career might be over though. Game forever. Yeah. He, was, he, he 
was not kicking the whole year, right? Was he uh year? That was uh in what was that? Oh two. He has, he hasn't played. He he's been on injured reserve, and I I don't I, I think he's I think it's the the it sounds like he may have uh, finished out. May have played his last game. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess technically he's on the team, but he's not actually kicking. Technically he's yeah. on the team, but yeah. yeah. So he's uh so if the Colts win this year, he'll match Stover his way to a he'll match fifth Stover's Super Bowl way. ring. That's <laughs> exactly. right. That's right. Yeah, right good for him. Yeah, Love the, that uh, guy. Because the uh, hey, you know, and and was he was he a consensus number one for all of us? Oh, you didn't have him as number one, did you, Pete? Pete had him as number three. Three. No, two, right? No, two. I think two or three. Yeah, two or three. Um, yeah, the the Colts uh, the Colts kicker uh, right now is uh, uh, a man that's destined to get on this list one day, and that's Rodrigo Blankenship. Mm-hmm. So, one of the best names, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. That's a that's a list we might have to do. Is best best names, best 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 names in football. Yeah, we might need more than thirteen for that. Well, let's just do best place kickers names of all time. You know, exactly. It's hard to beat Jan Stenerud, Rolf Panerska, or what was it? Blanken, Benny Rod- Blankenship, R- Rodrigo Blankenship, Rodrigo yeah. Blankenship. Yeah, he that took might- over for Adam Vinatieri. So yeah. there you go. There you have it. Um, so and there it is in a and, nutshell. And there it is in a nutshell. A riveting top thirteen. <laughs> a riveting top thirteen top, slash ten kickers. Top thirteen of our top ten. Thirteen of our top ten kickers. With Wait, number we do one punters next week. <laughs> punters next week. <laughs> with number one. With number one being Adam Vinatieri. There we go. I've been working on the punters list for three weeks. I can't get it down to less than fifteen. Yeah, I know it's hard. <laughs> It's very difficult. I can't name three. <laughs> I, I, I think I can name three. Yeah. Of, yeah, so yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, none of whom are actually playing right now. Not at no, all. Of course <laughs> not. So. Three all guys right. who played like in the 70s. Wasn't George <laughs> Blanda a punter too? George Blanda was a punter. Yeah, I, all right. So four. There you go. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that brings us to uh, our other football, our final football segment of the night every week. Uh, old balls. Old balls. Old balls. This Pat. week's old balls recipient is none other than Mr. Tom Dempsey. And, you know, I, I guess when I think of place kickers, I think of Tom Dempsey because he held the record for the longest field goal forever, it seemed like. Forever, absolutely. Yeah, he kicked a 63 yard field goal in 1970 uh, against the Detroit Lions for the New Orleans Saints at Tulane Stadium. And, um, you know, he wasn't the, the best place kicker of all time, but he did hold the record for the longest uh, kick. And, he, you know, he was an interesting guy in that he was born with no toes on his right foot. He had a special shoe made. If you look at the picture uh, right there, you can see yeah, it. Yeah. And, you know, he was also, I believe, he, did, he was missing most of his fingers on his right hand. His right hand, too. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a big dude, 6'2", 260, you know, was, and he was still kicking – with the straight on style that was starting to become uh, less and less uh, popular with the, with the implementation of a lot of people kicking soccer style, which you see, mm-hmm. you know, all over the place this day, I, I guess, uh, you know, it just, it, it, it just seemed like it was one of those records that was never going to be broken. And it was by one yard, but he, uh, you know, he held that for forever. And I just think for that and, and for what, he, he was just a unique individual. 
Uh, he he made one Pro Bowl. Uh, he's in the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. He played. He did play for a bunch of teams. Played for the Chargers, the Saints, the Eagles, Rams, Oilers, and Bills. But uh, I think you know for setting that record for as long as he did. Uh, people who were at that game just said it sounded like a rocket was being shot out when, when he kicked it. And um, unfortunately he died earlier this year from COVID. And uh, so he's at the first person, I think on our list to die of COVID, which is sad, but um, 73 years old. So, I mean, he sounds like maybe his, his, his health went downhill pretty quickly there, but Tom Dempsey, uh, I don't know. I just think he's one of those guys who, uh, I think that 63 yard kick is sort of legendary. And um, for that, he is this week's recipient of the old balls. Yeah. Old balls. There you go. And when you think of kicking, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like you wouldn't look at him and go, that guy's an NFL kicker no. who held the record for the longest kick for how many years? For 40 years. 40 something years? Years. Years and years. And yeah, 40 is probably 30 something, 40 maybe yeah, somewhere in there. Mm hmm. Yeah. What, what year did he kick it? I don't know. 70. He's 70. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, do I, uh, Elam tied it in uh, 98. So, we got 28 years. Janikowski then tied it in 2011. And David Akers in 2012. So, not quite 40. But still, 28 yeah. is a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, he, uh, he held it for, yeah, 42. That was 42. And, it's, and, it's, and it was a game winning kick. Graham Gano, uh, I guess, also kicked a 63-yarder in 2018. Uh, those are the two uh, longest uh, game-winning field goals. There you go. There you go. But, yeah, John, uh, Akers beat it in 2012, so that's 42 years. No, nobody yeah. beat it until Akers kicked a 64-yarder. Right. Oh, right, right, right. No, Matt Prater. Matt Prater, Matt Prater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2013. 13, yeah, so 43 years, 43 years. Yeah, I, but right, yeah. but you, I mean, I guess you would think again. It's such a long way to kick a football, mm -hmm. but you would think with advancements in the game and advancements in shoes and all this, like we, you know, you'd think they'd be kicking seventy yarders. Right? I thought I thought Elam would have done it when when he was with the Broncos, especially because of the the air in Denver, the, the air in Denver, and plus Elam was just a monster kicker, but never happened. I mean, the, the, if I do recall, the 63-yarder that Elam kicked looked like it would have been good from like 67 or 68, though. Yeah, it did. It, it didn't just make it over the crossbar. It was it was through before yeah. before it came down. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, and I remember when I don't think Elam, he didn't kick it because he didn't have the chance. And I, I remember when Elam lined up for that kick. I, they they were. I remember the announcer saying, it "Is you know they thought it was going to be 64, but it wasn't. It was it was technically 63." Right. Yeah. yeah but there you go. So yeah, he held it. He held that. Dempsey held that for 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 forty three years. Forty three yep. years he held the record. So and there you go. That's our old balls for this week. Tom and that's Dempsey. enough kicker talk for the rest of our lives. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Why don't we uh, Why don't we leave football <laughs> finally uh, for tonight and uh, let's uh, let's get into some other stuff. There's a There's a couple things going on in uh, hot stove. Um, Are the Jets going to sign anybody? I mean the Jets. The Mets going to sign Mets? anybody? Uh, well, or any is anybody going to sign anybody? Yeah, it's and, a you know, weird dance everybody's very doing right big, now. Big weird dance that everybody's doing. Yeah, I mean they're interested in Brad Hand. They're talking to Brad Hand now. I think they're gonna they're gonna want to make a move for Hand. Um, Liam Hendricks was also mentioned. Uh, he just met with the Blue Jays uh, the other day. 
Um, and the Blue Jays actually offered uh, Springer uh, a five-year deal. Blue Jays are in the mix with a lot of people. They're they're rumored to be talking to LeMahieu too. Well, they they offered uh, they offered Springer a five-year deal, but it's a lot less money than than he's going to take. So yeah. I, I think they just offered it because they they wanted to make the uh, appearance that they wanted to offer it. But uh, but um, I, I, from what I hear, what all the all the pundits talking about and everything else, the the, the Mets are the uh, the number one team to get Springer. Whether they actually do wind up signing the on the dotted line with him or not, uh, you know, remains to be seen. Well. We'll find that we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but right. it looks like it looks like a foregone conclusion. Eventually, at some point this offseason, when things start to shake out, uh, Springer's going to be on the Mets. So that's, but, that'll be a good pickup. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and they just announced their full coaching staff uh, too. They, it's pretty much everybody from last year, and they uh, they added a couple other uh, pieces. But Hefner's back, and and rightfully so because Hefner worked with uh, uh, worked with uh, Trevor May. So um, you know he's gonna. Uh, and he didn't do a bad job last year. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, he, he definitely brought, uh, you know, some to some degree brought uh, uh, um, Diaz back. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. But that's about all I uh, have on the Mets. Uh, anything on uh, your end there, uh, Pete? No, I, I'm just finding myself not caring about baseball at all <laughs> right now. Yeah, because uh, nothing's happening. We're heading into the. Uh, into the NFL playoffs and uh, you know, we're almost almost at a point now where we can maybe start to uh, make some uh, decisions or, or what we think about some of the NBA teams, you know, still early in the season, but uh, That's true. you know, so well, I, I, like until something happens, what do we, it's not a story. It's right? like, like, like Harry said, it's just a weird dance happening right now, but there is some Yankee news uh, from the other day though, Harry. What's that? Phil Hughes retired. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I thought he he, re, he retired while he was on the mound a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, but, uh, just uh, just saw that the other day. I figured I had to had to report that. So he'll yeah. be missed. He will. Yeah. He so, actually um, he actually wasn't wasn't all that bad. No, he had some decent seasons early on. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, um, but uh, he was he was on he was on the uh, the last World Series team, right? He was on in '09. Yeah. So he was there. But hey, well, he retired. Uh, good luck in your retirement there, Mr. Hughes. Um, I don't think anything else is going on the Yankees. They're still all part of this weird dance, too. Like, there's really nothing else uh, pretty much going on. So, no. I think, Is, is I think everybody it, just waiting to see how the pandemic goes? I think that's and whether what it there's is. Whether there's going to be fans? I, I, I think it's there's two or three players who are dictating what other I, I think Springer is one of them, although it sounds like he's pretty much set on the Mets. Um, I think Francisco Lindor and DJ LeMahieu. There's a dance going on there. I think the Yankees are in are actually interested in Lindor, and uh, if they get him, I think they're going to let DJ LeMahieu go. Well, why would they? Why would they keep him? Why would they pay Lindor, trade for him, and pay Lindor and 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 pay LeMahieu too? Yeah. You know, they can, they can because they're two great, because they're two great players. Well, no, if they can keep him, I mean that would be very Yankee esque to do. You know, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> that would not, not not recently, but yeah, not recently, yeah, not not modern day Yankee. Yes, I think the I think I think the the Yankees equivalent of uh, Sam Darnold is Glaber Torres. You know, it's it's they're just they want to move him back to second base, and that's part of I think a lot of this. And right. obviously, Lindor is one of the best, if not the best, shortstop in baseball. So I just I, I'm not sold on Lindor to be honest with you, yeah. because I I don't know. I just think. How many seasons does he have left? You know, what is he going to what, what you're going to be paying a ton for him? And I think the Yankees don't 
I think the Yankees need pitchers and people uh, and can fill their current roster with with players that have played on on this team. I think that's the need. I think they need pitching, and I think spending that much money on Lindor is not the smartest move. Right, right. And then unless unless they sign him right away, they got him for a year, and and I'm sure that they would take care of that. That's you know that's the case. But you don't know. He is young enough though, so yeah. But uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah. Well, and, and you have to worry about you know if they don't sign him right away. You know what is what if he turns out he doesn't like New York, right? Right, you know, they don't sign him right away. He doesn't you know, like he it. Plays, he plays well, and he decides I'm not going to stick around here. There's no, yeah. you know, I. Yeah, I mean, if then, if, if you give, if you give the money that he's going to be getting, and and he does, you know, re-up his contract, you you could play me in Antarctica. I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. What does it matter where you play nowadays? Anyway, it's it's like you know, which empty stadium do you want to play in this, this year? This is true. This is true. Just, so. oh. We will see what comes with that, but yeah, as as other uh, as other uh, hot stove news uh, shakes out, we will we will report. If there's anything big, uh, don't worry, we'll uh, we'll pop on and do a, a. If there's anything big, we'll miss it. <laughs> we should have something it. for you folks in about a month. Something. Uh, so I'm going to say sometime mid February, we'll be able to tell you a little. Somebody's going to have to sign someone. Somebody's got to some sign someone. But well, we're going to be all over it. Well, I'll tell you right now the. Uh, uh, the uh, they're still waiting on what they uh, what, what they're going to do with the with, with spring training because it's still up in the air. I mean, every team goes to you know it's going to have to be some sort of a bubble if they're going to do it in to- on time. But every team's got to go to Arizona or Florida, and those are the two two of the hottest states right now. So yeah, they, yeah, with everything. So you know to 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 think about sending everybody and not just baseball. You know, not just the players, the staff, coaches, front office people, reporters. You know. Uh, it's not just about uh, their uh, health and safety and well-being and everything else, but you know they're they're going down there. It's it's going to have to be a huge bubble situation, and and who the hell knows what's going to. So they're looking at all the logistics of that, and I think that's playing part and parcel of all that's going on right now with this big dance that everybody's doing. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens, how it shakes out. All right, um, let's move on to some NBA. Um, how about those Knicks there, Harry? You know they're looking per- they're looking all right. Um, I think Peyton's the key. It'll be interesting when some of these other guys get healthy and see what the rotation is. But Julius Randle's off to a great start. I think he's, you know, he's, he's proven himself to be a, you know, a triple double threat and 12 points in the first quarter on Monday night. Yeah. I think the key to that team is, is, is Peyton. He seemed when he goes, they seem to be, they seem to go pretty well. And, RJ Barrett looks okay. I mean, he's playing it, better. It'll be <laughs> interesting when Topley comes back and a top in comes back. They're going to have, they're, they're going to be, they're going to have some rotation bunching going on, but um, I think they'll be okay. I think you're going to, I think you're going to see people like Kevin Knox and others, just their limits get, their minutes get limited there. I mean, they're playing with like an eight man rotation right now. Yeah. So how long can that last? I don't know. They're pretty young. Uh, they're playing pretty good defense. And that doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's Thibodeau, uh, Hallmark. They've beaten some good teams too. I mean, they've 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 won some games that nobody thought they had a chance of winning. It's early, but they're four and three. And uh, when was the last time the Knicks were four and three? It's a long time ago. It's yeah, they're four they're four and three right now. Uh, in and uh, in seven games they're four and three. Uh, they've won four games, I should say, in seven games. It took them twenty two games last year to win four games. Right. So. But they're in fifth place right now in the East. 
Uh, and right now there's four minutes and 41 seconds left in the fourth, and they are tied with the Jazz. Yeah, and it, 90, a, up. A, it seems like there's a lot more parity early on in the NBA season so far. And I don't know what that's causing that, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like teams are not really gelling all that much. And there, there's, I guess, enough movement in the offseason where there's a bunch of people trying to team up with new players. But it, it just seems like some of the some of the teams that were great last year and ended the year strong are struggling, including the Nuggets and the Bucks and a couple other teams that aren't necessarily up to great starts. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you do have a, a fair amount of movement. And you've also got, because of the way things were last year, you've got some teams that had not played – you know, they, they've now played seven or eight or nine games in like the last six months. Right. Uh, and, and other teams that were playing up until, what was it, six weeks ago? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so you don't know how that's, you know, I mean, that's got to be. Uh, it's got to be affecting them somehow. Yeah, it's it's putting, it's make, probably got some, you got some guys that are, you know, have little tired legs and you got other guys that are still shaking off, you know, four or five months of rust. So uh, yeah. and it's going to be a weird season. That's why I said it's going to take a few more games to to yeah we're not going to really know where everybody's no everybody's uh another couple weeks the knicks are are looking like they should look like you know Mm -hmm. young energetic a team you don't want to play yeah i mean uh, they look good they're fun to watch they're it'll be interesting as as the season goes on to see how they hold up but they seem they seem to be able to put the ball in the basket right now. And, yeah. and that's impressed me. I thought that I thought they would be much better on the defensive end, which they are, right. but they seem to be able to, to, to hang and, and what they can, what they come back from 13 down, 14 down. They were uh, down. Yeah. 13 or 14 or 15, even I think the other day. And, uh, back and, and they came back and won pretty handily. So, I mean, they, they're, and, and other teams have got to, you know, figure them out a little bit. And, yeah. you know, this is kind of a, yeah. You know, much a much different team, and obviously a new coach from where they were last year. So there's not the, yeah. and, and the expectations are, you know, rising, but still pretty low, right? right. You know, yeah. so they're they're gonna, you know, they're gonna get if they continue to, to okay, look if they're close to 500, they're gonna continue to get respect and yeah, you know, yeah. teams are gonna and, and, I mean, plan for them a little better, get to know them a little better, but yeah. they're I mean, doing they every can, they're doing everything right so far. They can end. I mean, if they could be a 500 team, then. I mean that put them in, that'll put them on the bubble again in the playoffs. Yeah. So um, I yeah, mean, even, I mean, even if they come out five six games under five hundred, yeah, it's such an know, improvement, to, to, right? To go what they had last year, seventeen. Yeah, they, about I right. mean, it was seventeen sh- wins. Yeah, I mean it was you a shortened know? season, but still, yeah. Yeah, but you know, to, to, to extrapolate the numbers out, you know, to, to get close yeah. to five hundred, no matter how many games you're playing, whether it's sixty yeah. or whether it's eighty two or whether it's fifty. You know, yeah. to, to get close to 500 instead of being, you know, yeah. our 30 games under is a, a huge improvement. Yeah. I mean, it, to be at it, you know, to be tough and uh, to play tough, to play good defense. That's that's the foundation you want. Then you get some of those big names in. You know, you have a you have a reason why some of those guys want to come to New York again. We'll see. I mean, that's the, really the big thing. It's uh, who is going to are they going to be able to get any free agents and Field, fielding enough of a decent team. With a, with, a, with a good, fun upside to, to attract somebody to come here to put them over the edge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Sixers are off to a good start. Orlando. Real good. You know, you know the, uh, the Hawks are only four and three, but uh, offensively, yeah. they are looking well, that's, like that's the Knicks. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks beat the Hawks, the Bucks, I think the Pacers, and somebody else. 
I mean, they've beaten the teams they've yeah. beaten have all been teams with a winning record. So I mean, yeah. and uh, the Hawks just put a beat down on the Nets the other night. Yeah, they put up like 140 points against Trey Young. Is he's one of the best? That is, he's he's just, he's. I think you give him another year or two, he's going to be an MVP. He's going to be in the MVP talk. Yeah, and and give him a little bit of help, and uh, yeah, and they've got they've got some good young players on that team. Yeah, they do. Well, flip it over to the Nets uh, with KD out. Um, they 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 kicked the crap out of the uh, the Jazz last night. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're up and they're up and down. They're you know. they're they're all over the place. I mean, I Jared Allen at center though that that worked out well. Um, yeah, last night. So, uh, but Nash is uh, Nash is given uh, uh, you know giving them some good defense to work with. So yeah, uh, but, I, I said the beginning of the season they got a lot of things to figure out you know how everybody's going to fit together how the new coach is going to operate you know right. and they're they're inconsistent but certainly the talent is there that's it the talent's there but they're inconsistent i'm i'm, yeah. I'm actually i'm i'm surprised for both teams i'm surprised that the knicks are playing and knock on wood that they're playing uh, as you know as decently as they are i'm pleasantly surprised obviously and it, it it's 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 nice and i'm also surprised that the nets aren't a little bit higher than they, they should yeah, i be. think but, the Nets should be more than a 500 team at this point right but look, they started off hot and won two games, and everybody went, "Holy cow! Here's your Eastern, you know, yeah, champions." Chance, now. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's 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 what the media does, right? Sure. It's, you know, you win a couple games and you're the champion, and then you come back down to earth and, right. you know, kind of show who you really are, which is not necessarily who they're going to be. No, and they and they they, they lost the they lost a big part of that team. They lost their they lost a, their their point guard. And Dinwiddle, Dunwiddle, whatever. Dinwiddie, yeah. Dinwiddie. and whatever yeah, Dinwiddie. his name is. And um, yeah, I think he's, they, he's, he's a big part of that team. And then, look, I think – how is the NBA how, – how are they going to – they need to get back in a bubble. I mean, Durant has COVID, right? Is that why he's out? Yeah. 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 It's yeah, just – I mean, I don't know how they're going to make it through an entire NBA season with these guys. I mean – you know, it, it's it, going to be the experiment that fails. Yeah, it's it. They're not going to. It's the answer is they're not going to make it unless unless they can really get everybody vaccinated and get them up to, up to speed. I just don't see it happening. It's just it just seems <laughs> seems like NBA players are maybe not the best people to trust with uh, social distancing. <laughs> yeah, you would think, but uh, or you wouldn't. Yeah, you would think, but. Why? Just because there's a story about one of them? Just because there's social distance at a strip club, doing something stupid every single week? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But look at it. Look, if the Knicks end up a 500 team, we'd be surprised, right? Pleasantly Mm -hmm. surprised. If the Nets end up a 500 team, that would also kind of be Be a surprise. Be a surprise, assuming you know the injury bug doesn't kill anybody, or you know, exactly, kind of evens out. So you know, so far both teams are kind of surprising. I mean but the, the Bucks, Nets, the Bucks are only four and three. I mean the yeah, East, and the Raptors have gotten off to a really bad start. Yeah, they're, yeah. One, they're one and five. Yeah, I still think I, I I I'm for some reason I'm still leaning, you know, uh, watching a little bit of what they've been doing. I'm still leaning towards the Bucks, but hey, you know what? I think it'll be the Bucks in the Heat. I, I do think that Indiana's it's going to be much better. I think Orlando looks pretty darn good, and the Sixers look like they've they they, they could maybe live up to what everybody's been thinking they should live up to. Right. So, um, yeah. And the, and the bucks have to learn how to, 
play with. It's not just Giannis and some other guy. Right. You know, Brogdon was a, a guy they should have held on to, but mm. they brought in Drew Holiday. So again, you got to fit these pieces together, and everybody's got to learn what they do and how to do it, and and what they don't do, and make adjustments. And those, you know, we're only eight games into the season, so yeah. And and like you said, there's there's so many. You know, losing major players and even if it's just one or two guys, it takes a while for that chemistry to work. And it just seems like there wasn't much of a preseason for them to to, to uh, sort of navigate. Right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, listen, in another 10 games, we'll have a much better picture. Or, well, at least a somewhat better picture of, of where things are. And listen, you still got the whole Harden thing you know yeah, that's that, that, and who knows i mean wherever the, the he rock- goes that's going to change things drastically sure. the rockets don't look very good that's for sure no, no they don't well you know each week we're gonna each week we're gonna know a little bit more so we'll we'll, we'll check it out and report back and we'll uh we'll keep an eye on it and we'll we'll keep uh we'll, we'll everything will remain interesting so we'll yeah we to- should see pretty much where everybody is by you know i would say about 20 games in yeah and we should have a pretty good sense of you know where it's uh, where it's all who's good and who's not. Yeah, so we will see. All right. Um, really quick, a little uh, first time I'm throwing this one up there. Oh my uh, goodness! I was just about to say hockey. Anyone? Hockey? Yeah. Um, Rangers What's that? Open, Rangers open training camp on Monday. So that's pretty much all I have to say. They've got the curse, <laughs> hockey, they've, so. they've got the curse of Dolan too, though. Yeah. It doesn't seem to affect them quite as bad. It but. doesn't. It doesn't because he he he's hands off with it. Uh, you know, and, he knows nothing about hockey. He knows nothing about. He doesn't hockey. know much about basketball, but he thinks he knows more about basketball. Right? Hockey, and, he doesn't. Uh, uh, who's going to win? Who's going to win the the NHL championship this year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the Boston, uh, no, the Detroit, uh, the, the Chicago the, the Lightning again. The Lightning again. <laughs> it's not a bad pick. Yeah. I mean, look, I Rangers I hope, South. I hope the Islanders continue to build on what they. Um, Islanders should be good last year. You know Islanders that was, that was a fun. Um, Rangers could be in the mix too. Rangers aren't far off. I mean, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win the cup this year, but they're not far off. They can uh, they can uh, be surprising this year. So. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay is probably going to be you know the the favorite. Who knows? Right. Um, and the the well, Avalanche the Avalanche have made a, a lot of good moves. They they yeah. they, they certainly uh, will be up there. Don't just, sleep on those uh, Vegas. Don't sleep on yeah, and, and remember, night. and remember next season. So the season that, if, unless it's delayed again, the season that starts in October of 2021, there's a new team in the league. And what's that? And that would be the Seattle Kraken. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. I do remember that. They did they have a contest to pick that name or? Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. Yeah, it was. Uh... I'm sure. <laughs> There's words. Did you write in for that one? You, at uh, least it's not named after a national, a, na- a, 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 a natural disaster. I'm just sick of these natural disaster teams. You know, hurricanes, avalanche, <laughs> the, the fucking light, lightning, lightning. You fucking it's just yeah. yeah. Well, I just I'm always reminded of. Um, there was a story a couple of years ago about like some research boat or something that was being launched some sort of scientific study boat and they had a contest and they let people on the internet pick the name 
and they chose <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface as the name of like this, you know, I don't know, like a deep water research boat or something like that. That's... So sometimes it backfires. And sometimes I didn't know it backfires. Was, I, yeah, that's that was sure. the case in Seattle because Kraken sounds like it could be, a, a, you know, a gag name that a bunch of people got together and all, you know, if all of us vote four hundred times, then it'll they'll be the Kraken. I mean, it, it could be cool. I mean, it gives a lot of, you know, a, I don't yeah, think it's a cool ever... logo. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool it's logo, a cool mascot. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with Seattle, but well, it's a giant octopus. It's, there's not too, there's not too many octopi. Giant in squid. That. Yeah, they are. Well, I, I guess you know. Well, is it? No, the Kraken's not a squid, is it? It's an yeah. octopus. Oh well, then it's perfect. Yeah. It's a giant squid. No. Oh well, then it's perfect for Seattle. They got some of the biggest fish uh, markets. Sea invertebrates. No, they got they got huge squid and octopus. And I used to live out in Bremerton, yeah. and they had like starfish that were five feet across. Really? Something about that water in the Puget Sound grows them big. So then it's wow. broken. I thought the Kraken well, was more like a like a Godzilla. <laughs> uh, remember that movie with Harry Hamlin? It didn't look like an octopus to me. Well, it was used in it was used in some earlier movies uh, as a as a, a sea monster, right? Right. Yeah. right yeah. So release the there's a there's a song called "Release the Kraken" by Ninja Sex Party. So yeah, and that's and that's the and that's the tagline of the team: "Release the Kraken." Release the I Kraken. Thought, uh, Cthulhu was like the that's, giant squid. Well, it wasn't Phil. I'll leave that alone. So, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, that was Mick Kraken, right? Mick, Mick Kraken. <laughs> no, the release the Kraken or the Mick Kraken? No, it was Phil, McDonald's. Phil the Kraken. Phil McCracken. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's uh, the, yeah, it's the number one joke among plumbers. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Phil McCracken. <laughs> that you know, I'm, he was a he was actually a defensive uh, player for the Boston Bruins. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken was he? Uh, I thought he was yeah. somebody from Slapshot. He probably was. It was. He was. Care. And then he came oh, out okay. of the movie and and got signed by the Bruins. Yeah. So, exactly. Nice. That'd be great if they did sign the Hanson brothers. <laughs> oh man, wouldn't it be great if those music kids grew up to be the Hanson brothers? They yeah. fell in love with hockey. Their eyes all went bad. They had to wear glasses, and they became goons. There you go. And they'd be out. Um, bop. That'd be great. Although I think one of them is only like three foot six. So Even better, be, he can skate under the defenders. Yeah, right. it'd be one of those little. It'd be a, one of those. Never, little... He'll never get called for high sticking. <laughs> exactly. He can hold it up here, and it's still below everything. Else. And one of those little <laughs> tiny forwards that skates uh, underneath everybody. Uh, that's right. Exactly. That's right. So. Yeah, I well, mean, Seattle. I hope Seattle gets a basketball team again. That's a huge city for them to really only have the water chicken. Seems odd. I guess they got the storm right again. Natural disaster. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they got the Mariners too. You know, forget about. That. I, know, I forgot about the Mariners. <laughs> Which is easy to do. Griffey and, and they are kind of easy to forget about. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice stadium. It's a nice stadium. I've never yeah. seen a baseball yeah. game there. But when when was it last time? Con- seen a concert there. When was the last time the Mariners were relevant? That one year that they won 108 games, right? Yeah. They were I 112 mean, yeah. games or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, and they were very, they were relevant in uh, that movie too, uh, Little Big League. They, uh, they beat the Twins in that playoff game. So, but uh, I digress. Yes. That brings us out of uh, hockey. That's our hockey report for today. Out, just, of, out of the, our Kraken minute. Out of our Kraken minute. And just to throw this up there really quick. Um, 
at the moment, March Madness is on, uh, and they're all they're planning on a some sort of a bubble in and around Indianapolis. And Selection Sunday is scheduled, slated, if you will, for March fourteenth. So that's uh, that's what they're looking at. Uh, everybody's gonna everyone's gonna be in one place. Well, they're saying in and around. They didn't say in Indianapolis. They said in and around Indianapolis. So I would imagine that they're not going to, you know, it's not going to be one hotel with every team. But uh, I, I'm guessing they're all going to play in uh, in Indianapolis. You know, they'll uh, like they did in Orlando. They'll 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 have the games all. Uh, That's right. You know, one, one they should just other. pick some random teams for this. You know, just don't even have them play into the tournament. Just pick some random teams. There you go. And then just make Gonzaga, Duke, North Carolina, and you know. Florida number ones and that's all call it a day. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. We don't want Virginia number one so they can lose to a number sixteen again. Yeah. Ralph Sampson's coming back though, so <laughs> all right. Well that'll be very interesting. Next week, top ten <laughs> Virginia centers. Next week, top ten Virginia centers. There you go. Yeah. Gotta love it. All right. Well, that should wrap things up for this show today. Uh, we want to thank everybody for watching. And for those of you listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Logger Room. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. For those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds and you'll never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a great weekend. Watch the wild card games. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Again, Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, take care, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Cheers. Don't get to a cat. And a man in a jumpsuit Throws her a grapefruit By Joe